You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blurred Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey guys, Sleepy Michael's back. <laughs> like Sleepy Gary yes. from Rick and Morty? <laughs> yes. Welcome to the world I've been up for 19 hours, guys. No, no, now it's 20 hours. So let's make it a clean 24 hours. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> Yes, I've I've ventured out of the blurred cave and now I'm in Michael's place because he's so sleepy he couldn't make the trip down to my place. <laughs> no, because I don't have a car. Yeah. Scheduling. <laughs> That's all right, Michael. I mean, it's not like you didn't see any of like the stuff we have to review this week, right? Yeah, I saw everything. No, you didn't. <laughs> you fucking liar. In, in the future. Guys, we would have had a jam-packed episode this week, but somebody didn't do their homework. <laughs> yes, guys, I know. I'm sorry. Because I listened to some shows... And some some of the reviewers were like, oh, because uh, what, what was I just watching? Uh, Jedi Council. And they were talking about the Vader fan film. Mm, yeah. And one of the persons on the panel, she's like, no. They were like, yeah, what, did you watch it? What do you think? She's like, I didn't watch it. I'm like, why the fuck are you on the show? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you. So I'm like, yeah, guys, I get it. I didn't watch. I didn't watch stuff. But in my defense, he says, like, "Why the fuck are you on the show?" Yeah, because I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, you got one job. <laughs> but in my defense, this isn't my job. So <laughs> I have an actual job that took away responsibilities. As you guys know, as I mentioned it plenty of times, I work overnight, 11 p.m. to 7:30 a.m. You really give people your schedule to give yep. excuses. <laughs> Five days a week. By the time I get home. I'm fucking sleepy, and I sleep during the day. I wake up and I go to work. Man, you've just given all of your arch nemesis like the the keys to your place. It's like, oh, so he's not there from this to that time. I didn't say nobody's home. Oh, uh, okay. There's always somebody home. I don't live by myself. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, you did see glass though. That's the yes, main thing. Yes, because I week. saw it literally right after I got off. That's why I haven't slept yet. Because I got off of work seven thirty, saw the nine forty five showing, came mm-hmm. here, and then you're like, let's record now. I'm like, I just got home. I want to go to sleep. I was like, at no. Least, <laughs> at least watch one episode of something. And you're like, Well, no. you did watch one episode yeah, of The I Punisher. I watched one episode of The Punisher, so I got that out the way. Yeah, I was here for it. <laughs> like, for half the episode. <laughs> um, so we're going to give our first impressions of The Punisher. That dropped on Netflix. Uh, I've watched the first four episodes. Michael's seen the first one. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, we would have talked about Reign of Superman. That dropped last week. I didn't even know that came out. Yeah. So... It's the the follow up sequel to Death of Superman. Um, I guess we could hold off on that one. It's an animated movie. Give people time to watch it. I enjoyed it, but I will save my thoughts for a full review. We also have The Flash. Did you, did you watch that? No. The, it came back. Yeah, I didn't even know. Okay, well, <laughs> well, you did see Young Justice, right? Episode seven through nine dropped. I saw one through six. Okay, well, that's that, that's not this week. <laughs> I did. I also saw four through six. I caught up. So. 
so let, let's see. That's one, two, three. One, two. So Michael's seen two of the six things that we, we have to talk about. Wait, wait, no. Let's see if it. Okay, so it is on here. I wanted to see if it was on my Fire Stick. Pirate. <laughs> hey, hey. Sony might be listening. <laughs> what about uh, What about Dragon Ball Super Broly? Nope. Oh man. <laughs> I, wa- I was like, okay, I could probably knock out two movies in one stone. I mean, I could see Dragon Ball Super after I get out of glass, and they were sold out. Is it like, even going to be out after this week? Yes, I'm not seeing it. Was it only to I, the Sunday? I think it might. I don't even it, know. I think it might be out tomorrow too. I saw it Wednesday the day it dropped. And I had a hilarious audience experience because I went to South Orange and it's like a lot of black people at the South Orange Theater. I think the commentary might, was delightful. I think it might be out tomorrow, but tomorrow's my father's birthday, so I'm busy. I'm not going to be able to see it tomorrow. So tomorrow's the last day? I don't think it's like a, it's a, it's a limited release, right? Yeah, it's definitely a limited release. Yeah. Right, let me. So this might be a very short episode of this podcast. <laughs> I might give my like some rapid fire reviews for at least Broly. And... No, it's out, it's out tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. I'm saying, like, is it out longer than that? That, I don't know. Come, I'm on, pretty, news. Come on, news guy. I'm pretty sure I might not go past, like, two weeks. Yeah. I thought it was only, like, a week. Because it's January. Ain't shit out in theaters right now. Yeah. But you know how anime movies are. They're usually, like, just limited release. Sometimes yeah. only for, like, I think even Battle of the Gods was only, like, one day or two days or something like that. It was really short. Yeah, but according to according to the AMC app, it's, showing, it's playing at AMC tomorrow, so... I was planning on. I thought about it too. I was like, okay, I'll see Glass today. Granted, I won't be able to review it, but I'll see Dragon Ball on Monday because I'm off Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh shit, my father's birthday is tomorrow. I'm gonna be with him all day. <laughs> Hi, why are you gonna prioritize your biological father over our anime father, Akira Toriyama? Come on, man. <laughs> Did he raise you right? Would, Did would, he give you years upon say, years of all might? Is now my father. Okay, but back in the day, Goku raised you, man. Well, Remember, I just you, Mister Dragon Ball Super, my favorite anime. I just right? own him. I mean, if you look on my shelf, it's, oh shit, dropping the mics, literally. <laughs> but if you look at my shelf, since we're in my house, yeah, I have season one through five of Dragon Ball and season one through nine of Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. and those other two that I won't mention because they shall remain nameless. GT. <laughs> I just said we're not. They're like Voldemort. We're not going uh, okay. to gonna mention those. <laughs> Yet you own them. <laughs> I didn't know any better when I bought it. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm a completionist. I wanted the whole thing. The man that was like, Dragon Ball Super is my favorite anime. Now you're going to turn nah, it I never back. said Super. I said Z. Okay, whatever. <laughs> there is a, oh, there is a difference. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> well, before we get into all that, we do have iTunes reviews this week. Um, sorry if you hear me chewing. I'm eating Michael Skittles. I'm tasting He's his rainbow. He's tasting the rainbow. In his room. It's kind of weird. <laughs> clearly doesn't know how to eat and talk. He's... I'm... I'm... I'm oh, Michael. to Bar Vision. <laughs> the rainbow jo- tastes so jo- good. <laughs> are you sure... Are you sure has some Skittles in your mouth? Or <laughs> since I am... You are in my room. And you are kind of like half naked right now. It's kind of weird. You sure it's not my dick in your mouth? <laughs> Boy, I'm glad this is not a visual podcast. <laughs> I mean, I could record some BTS. <laughs> they do like that on the chat. No, don't look at me. For those of you that are on the chat. All right, so for... We're in my room today. So, so there's evidence. This is And the door... And Jordan actually closed the door. Yeah. I didn't even close the door. Jordan closed the door. He came in here. He closed the door. I was like, what are you doing? Are you trying to set the mood? You know what's about like, to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the skills are a euphemism. I was like, oh, 
He, he's trying. He's trying to get ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After that Punisher sex scene, boy. Mm-hmm. And that's and funny enough, that's exactly what was playing when he walked into my house. <laughs> the Punisher sex scene. He was like, "I was best se- best sex scene ever." Then he closed my door. I was like, "Wait, what's going? What's going on?" <laughs> I gave you the are look. You about to, are you about to tell me something, Jordan? <laughs> <sighs> I'm, I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. What <laughs> on a very had, special episode? I haven't had any since March. <laughs> oh God! Wow, you dated yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's been almost what March? Yeah, it's almost March, a year. Yeah, it's almost a year. Wow. No, I'm so sad. Yeah, I think after a year, you officially become a virgin again. Like it's. A <laughs> yeah, that's why when you made made that joke earlier before we record, I said, "Yeah, I don't want to know because I'm a virgin." <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's get into some iTunes reviews. Uh, we've got two. Our first one comes from Shameless Dino. It's a five-star review. Subject is Go Beyond. Hey, guys. I'm back for a review, and of course, I'm here to say that you guys host one of the best podcasts out there. I'm also here to clarify that the four episodes after season one of Seven Deadly Sins aren't season two. Finally. Now we can stop being like, season, season three? Two? Season yeah, two? two? I don't know what it is. <laughs> season 1.5? Yeah. Uh, he says... I believe that they are OVAs, which makes a lot more sense. That's why you remember you said like you don't think they're even canon. Mm-hmm. They seem like filler. Uh, that came out right after season one, so Netflix put them out as season two, in quotes. Also, wouldn't Escanor be the type of dude to fight God and say, who gave you the right to create humans? Who decided that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he would. Keep making a smile every week. Well, he's and saying he's in my God. Party. Yeah. I fucking love that scene so much. I'm the one who stands above all races. Like, oh, you're so badass. Um, let's see. Your next review comes from Limahi17. My Hero Academia nickname and review choices. So now that I've joined Patreon, thank you, Limahi. Uh, and for those that also want to help support the show, you can join our Patreon. Uh, link is in my Instagram bio or highlights, actually. I am taking my Hero Academia name and leaving a review request. So first, I was looking at the list of taking names, and I'm sure I didn't see Endeavor. Yeah, we don't have an Endeavor. And no, we don't have an Endeavor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we don't. I have some anger problems. Just, just some. Ugh. Just, just some. And also, yeah, I'm number one <laughs> by default, though. Ah, sad face. Also, for my review, I would like you to review Batman the Animated Series, mostly to force Michael to watch the full thing. Oh, that's right, because you haven't seen the full thing. No, I haven't seen the full thing. I'm now remembering our argument about, like, you haven't seen the Batgirl episode. <laughs> How many episodes is that? You want just to do a full review? Or maybe he means, like, the, the highlights, like the top ten or something. You can do that. Oh, I, yeah, we could do that. I was going to say, it's like a hundred. Yeah, I don't think, I, there's no way we can do the entire <laughs> series. We'd have to have like a whole spinoff podcast about that. <laughs> Blurred Vision, BTS, or BTAS. BTAS. Also, my review, I would like you to review, oh, wait, you said that. Uh, and now a random anger joke that relates to him not watching the full show that I cannot think of. Insert own joke involving the Mad Hatter, okay? <laughs> um, but thanks, Lee Mahi. Yeah, I mean that's a good suggestion. I actually, we should do that. That's like that's like the staple of all of like superhero cartoons. Like that that is like the the bench the benchmark for all other shows that are judged. Well, before we do that, because something I just thought of, How to Train Your Dragon three comes out next month, so we should do probably a Patreon episode reviewing the first two, since I haven't seen them, even though they're right there. Yeah, we should. That actually makes a lot of sense. When does it come out? February. February. 
I don't know, February something. All right, so watch out for that Patreon special bonus episode. I mean, we don't have one for this month. You want to do that this month? No. He <laughs> <You> said no. Because <laughs> remember, I told you I wanted to do most anticipated of 20, oh. 2019. For a full episode? Or a full bonus episode? I mean, the 2018 uh, top 10 movie. Come in. Hola. Well, on that note, <laughs> we just had an encounter with Michael's brother that I'm yes. going to put at the end of the podcast. Interrupted. He was very passionate about uh, about Glass. Yeah, he just came from seeing Glass. And I think on that note, we should just jump right into Glass. Okay. <laughs> we keep him heavily sedated. But there is a reason for that. He's too smart for them. You won't be lonely anymore. You have two new friends. The three of you think you have extraordinary gifts, like something out of a comic book. I've developed an effective treatment for this disorder. The light will force a different identity to take over. Por favor, senora. I want my headphones back. Step away from the controls now, little doctor. Can't beat the beast! So you're not going to shake my hand and let me walk out of here. <laughs> Good for you. What do you want? I am here to see if tales of the extraordinary being are true. May I meet the beast? I'm Mary Reynolds. I need your abilities to get us all out of here and show the world we exist. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. But yeah, man, the much-anticipated third movie, the unexpected franchise, the unexpected superhero universe that In My Shyamalan created all those years ago with Unbreakable, yep, it's finally been concluded with Glass. Funny enough, this is this this movie. If we would have done the episode earlier in the month, this would definitely be very high up there on my most anticipated of 2019. Same, actually. That's a very good point. That's true. Man, I wish we had done that before, because I would have like praised the shit out of this movie, like just from what I think it was doing and from a storytelling perspective. I mean, it's you know, hats off to my Shamline. This is a magic trick. How many movies? I, I can't think of a single one that had a a a secret sequel to a, a movie that took place like ten years prior. You know what I mean? Like, who have you ever had a, seen a movie like that before? I think it's more than ten years. I think Unbreakable came out in two thousand. Oh wow! So it's like fifteen years later. Yeah, he came out with Split. Didn't say it was a sequel to anything. Didn't say it was a sequel at all until those last moments where Bruce Willis shows up, looking at the news news reel about uh the Beast. And and like, oh know. shit! It's a universe. Like, I don't even know if he planned it that way. He probably threw it in at the end of the. Okay, if you had asked me before, I, I saw an interview, and if you had asked me that question before I seen the interview, I've been like, "There's no way he planned that shit." But apparently, and it kind of makes sense. He said that he had the plans for the Beast as a character for Unbreakable, and if there's, if you actually went back and watched Unbreakable, there's actually a lot of foreshadowing to the Beast versus uh, Bruce Willis's character, David Dunn. The 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 comic book that Samuel Jackson's character gets as a kid, and then the art piece is kind of like talking about when he's older. 
is an illustration of a superhero figure versus uh it's called like jaguar or something like that but it's basically superman versus a beast mm-hmm. and then you realize like oh the beast that's who this is supposed to represent and that's back in unbreakable but apparently he, the beast was supposed to be in that movie too but there was just he realized that trying to split focus between setting up david dunn's character and setting up the the beast in the same movie it drew too much attention to the beast because it was a more interesting story to him so he decided to wait 19 years basically yes <laughs> he decided to take that little piece and extrapolate it on it later in its own movie but i mean honestly it's better for it i was gonna say it's better because I don't, I don't want anybody else in this role but james mcavoy yeah he's perfect for it he's honestly great. he every time he's on screen it's captivating like, I love Split for his acting ability to go through all the different personalities. And even in this movie, I think it's phenomenal how he can switch through personalities, like, literally on drop of a dime. And it's, it's, it's not, to me, it's not cheesy. To me, I think it's done really well. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah. Like, and, and me, like, I don't know, I have, a, I have a weird fixation on seeing actors portray characters that have D.I.D., Mm. on screen like when you think about whether you think about jessica from heroes Mm, true um i used to watch (laughs) i used to watch soap operas so i used to like watch oh my god i used to watch (laughs) one life to live and so you (laughs) yeah so you got jessica who was one of the main characters from that show and then her mother they both have did and so watching them go through all their different characters and like looking at the old clip, like I don't know. I, and there's another show, uh, Showtime, called United States of Terror, and the main actress. It was about her and her DID and her multiple personalities and all that other stuff. Hmm. So like I love seeing shows like that, or even that movie. I don't know if you ever heard of it, Identity. No, I don't think so. Where it basically took place in the mind of a guy that had DID and the psychiatrist. And you didn't find this out until the end of the movie, so spoiler. But it turns out all the person, all the people that you saw, uh, saw in the movie, the pro- the protagonist, turned out to be all of his alters meeting for the first time. Oh, interesting. I mean, I think the reason why it's so fascinating is just as a psychological disorder, it's fascinating. Like, you know, what I mean, it's like for people that aren't afflicted by that, and I think it's like a very, 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 very small percentage of people that actually have that yeah. illness. And it, yeah, it's a real illness. Grant, it it's not as heightened as it is in, in movies and TV. Yeah. But it's definitely a real... But the idea of having other personalities residing in one person is just fascinating. Yeah. So to see that play out in this on the big screen, and then in this case, play out in like almost like a supernatural way where one of the person's alternate personalities has like a physiological change. That's, that's, I, think, I think that's why Split was so interesting. Because a lot of that movie is about explaining that phenomenon. It's and not just, real, but it's still interesting. And it just goes to show like speaking from a scientific uh, aspect, like how fascinating the brain is mm-hmm. that it can make a whole different personality just based off of trauma. Yeah. To the point that like they they've they talked about this where like one alter like you you like me, I I'm left-handed normally, but like my other alter might be right-handed. Yeah. And write perfectly well with the right hand and not and I won't be able to even use my left hand as as my alter. And that's just like like to me I'm just like that's like that's just fascinating to me. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um so let's get into our our non-spoiler review for the movie. And let's get into our spoilers right after. Because there's a lot of things to talk about <laughs> that are spoilers in this movie. As, yes. as, if you're a fan of In My Shame Line, you know, what's this thing? Twist. Twist. So 
There's a lot of twists in this movie. I feel like he was just like, I'm not going to twist once. I'm going to have like five twists in this. <laughs> yeah, my, like I said, my brother just came in with this passionate review that you guys are here at the end. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> uh, but for those that don't know the Blurred Vision rating system, I'm going to drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Ketchupon. Um, do you want to start with me? I'll start. You want to start? All right, so Michael, what did you think about Glass? Actually, no, you start. Okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before I talk about how I felt about Glass, I'm just going to preface really quick how I felt about the first two movies. I wish I had time to go back and watch Unbreakable. I haven't seen it since it came out. And it's right you should rewatch it. It's right here on my shelf. You should, even though you just, you should, you've already seen Glass, I think you should still rewatch it because honestly... It, there's a lot of foreshadowing and a lot of things I appreciate more now that I'm older and I've become more experienced with the comic book genre in cinema than I was when I first saw it. Um, same thing for Split, but I think Unbreakable even more so. Especially since it's like this weird commentary on the comic book uh, as a genre. And like, it was really doing things before its time. Like, it was exploring tropes and different elements of how comic book stories work before even the Marvel movies got big. So it's like, I think a lot of reason why it's it's aged so well is because our society's kind of caught up to Unbreakable as a concept. Um, but yeah, so looking back on it, though, I, I, I enjoyed Unbreakable. Um, a lot of it is because of that twist at the end, but I think because it's a grounded superhero story, it was just interesting to watch. Uh, it's slow, but because, especially when you first see it, if you've never seen it, it's a thing where you're unraveling the mystery alongside the characters as it's happening. There's a lot of backtracking of like, oh, well, uh, was I sick? Let me find out in three different scenes if I've ever been sick in my life. Let me ask my, my, my boss and let me ask my wife and let me get confirmation from my boss. And like, it's a lot of back and forth like that. But ultimately, I think it's a satisfying journey, especially for where it ends. Um, spoilers, duh. <laughs> but when you get to the, the point where it's revealed that in, uh, in, uh, that um, Samuel Jackson Samuel character, Jackson. Mr. Glass, Elijah Glass, yeah, ends up being the villain. Um, and then split for it to be completely, un- seemingly completely unrelated to Unbreakable. Similar thing. It's a it's a really interesting character study um, of this person with DID who says throughout the movie that he has this like, unex- unseen final personality that has these like supernatural abilities. And you're sitting there going, does he really, though? Or is he just like insane? Mm-hmm. And if, if it, the movie ended, which I kind of expected when I watched the first time, with him just being crazy and ended up trying to kill these girls, the movie wouldn't have been any weaker for it because it wasn't built up on the the premise of these superhumans. It was it was built up with just the premise of here's a crazy guy, he's kidnapped some girls, and now we're gonna explore the journey of this girl, what her story is, and how she's able to escape from this insane serial killer. Right? He's a like serial killer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um and then the twist at the end is just the cherry on top. Not only do you realize that he actually wasn't bullshitting, he does have abilities, but then on top of that, you realize that this takes place in the same universe as Unbreakable. And then you see the big picture of, because even when Unbreakable ended, it leaves you kind of with the question of, is he going to become a superhero, or is he just going to not do anything now that he realized that, that Mr. Glass was crazy? Because if you realize that the guy was like manipulating the entire time, and he actually was like, uh, uh, he committed genocide almost. <laughs> um, 
you don't really know if he's going to continue being a superhero, quote unquote. Um, but now that you have the tie-in of 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 Split, you immediately realize like, oh, these were all just really extended origin stories. And now with Glass, because it, it was announced almost right away after Split, after that amazing reaction to Bruce Willis beginning that movie. Mm-hmm. Now that we have Glass. We can fully explore this superhero element that was kind of only teased at the end of both these movies. And we get to see, especially for David Dunn's character, after 15 plus years, where he has been, like where he went since the, the, the end of Unbreakable as a character and like what he's been doing. And did he actually um, become the superhero that Mr. Glass thought he was? And will he have that confrontation with clearly an arch villain? which is uh, the beast. And all that is in your head when you're going to, and they sell it on that. They sell it on like, oh, it's a shared universe. Here's glass. Here's split. Here's unbreakable. Like you, you're going in with this superhero hype. They're showing you in the trailers, fucking the beast running across the lawn, fucking David Dunn throwing him into a car, making a dent. So it's like, oh my God, it's actually happening. Men in my Shyamalan made a sleeper superhero universe. Mm-hmm. That is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. So right, I would, if you would ask me, a couple weeks ago, are you excited for this movie? I've been like, fuck yeah, I'm excited. And like, I. So it's your fault. Yes. Because <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, oh yeah, you're right. War ready. War <laughs> ready. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is a scary, a scary trend I'm noticing here. Oh, Godzilla, please be good. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm selling it all in this hype just to give you an idea of where I was as I'm watching this movie. Because that first act, I fucking loved it. It felt like the logical conclusion to that stinger scene at the end of Split. The confrontation between the ultimate, uh, the, the the grounded good superhero and the grounded evil supervillain. Then we get into the second act. And a lot of it's what's in the trailer. A lot of it's them in the psycho- psychiatric facility being interviewed and being uh, psychologically evaluated by that, that, that doctor that you see in the trailers. That's where it kind of lost me. I, I, I still enjoyed it, but they, I feel like they spent too much time delving into the idea that these people who we know and have seen in two other movies are superhuman, but they spend so much time trying to convince them and also we, the audience, that they don't have powers. And I'm like... At first, it's like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Like, make them second guess themselves because this is kind of ridiculous. And this, in this, in this grounded reality, like, if you claim you have superpowers, like, that doesn't really make sense. We've established this world as our world. And yeah, it was definitely an interesting idea. And the way she explained it, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, I wasn't buying it. I'm like, no! you've had these abilities for 15, 19 years. But not even that, we've seen them do these things. We, we just watched the beginning of this movie. David saves a bunch of girls from the beast. And he does so by snapping like uh, a metal bar is attached to a concrete block with the crowbar. Like just from sheer him using leverage on the crowbar almost effortlessly. He's able to wrench out a, a, a steel beam and a concrete block. Nah, son, you got a super shirt for that. I'm not about to be like, I'm like, girl, you can't convince me that the things we've seen are possible. And even the characters try and argue with her. And like, I guess as an audience member, you're supposed to be like, she gives explanations, like scientific explanations for everything they do. And you're supposed to be like, oh, well, I guess maybe 
they're not super powered? But it's like, no, bitch. I watched the beast get shot with a shotgun <laughs> twice at almost point blank range. And even he says it to her. He's like, I've I've seen the beast, or I've the beast has been shot with bullets. Like, how do you explain that? And she gives some BS scientific response, but it's like, no, you're not gonna explain away things that I've seen that aren't possible without them being superhumans. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it was an interesting seed of an idea but they lean too hard into it for the entire middle that's, of the movie. That's the point. That's ultimately the point I was trying to get to. Like, it would make more sense for them to believe it had maybe they just noticed that or just started manifesting these abilities. Yeah. But like like I said, David Dunn has had super strength for the last 19 years. Mm-hmm. So you would think if you have 19 years worth of examples, there's like there's nothing you could tell me that's going to make me believe uh, maybe it's just maybe heightened adrenaline or some shit. It's like, yeah. nah. Yeah, I, I can bend steel. Like, yeah. there's no amount of scientific jib, jibber jargon that you could tell me that'll make me believe I'm not superhuman. But then also, it's like, these are things that are measurable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if they don't, she doesn't believe them in that moment, I'm like, have David just bend some steel? Like, you know what I mean? He breaks out of that facility. This is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer, too. But he breaks out of that facility with super strength. So it's like, at any point, they could be like, you have super strength? Bend this metal. And he could have done it. But it's just like, nah, we're just not going to believe you. I'm like, get out of here. If you really want to break his delusion, and there's reasons for it later that we find out. But if you really wanted to break his delusion, you could have just handed him a, a, a steel bar and be like, bend it. If you have super strength, bend it. And right there, if you can't, then it's like, oh, well, see, now we can let the healing begin. But they don't even give them that option. And just, the only person that kind of like believes her even a little bit makes sense because it's the beast. It's It's Kevin. Mm-hmm. And he's the one with psychological issues. So if any if anyone's gonna be the one to kind of go like, oh my god, am I crazy? At least it's him. But still, I just feel like the story spent too much time focusing on it in the second act. But that's not to say I didn't enjoy where it was going because they it, the movie's called Glass, but there's very little Samuel Jackson. So when they do introduce him in the third act, or or end of second act, beginning of third act, that's where the movie picked back up for me. So the first act was great. Second act was kind of like slow in the middle and a little eh, doesn't really make sense but then when the Samuel Jackson stuff started I was fucking back in I was hyped like that his performance what they had him do it's all note perfect from what he was doing in Unbreakable and I was genuinely interested every moment he was on screen and he's what's setting up the finale so a lot of that I was dialed into because I'm like oh I, I see where this is going they're, they're throwing out, oh, we're going to go to this building, but it's like, that's a very superhero ending. I'm like, I know this is a grounded superhero story, so they're probably not going to end up at that building that he wants to have a big fight on to show the world that all superheroes. That's probably not going to happen. And I was like, all right, Knight, I see your first twist there. But that wasn't the only twist. There were a lot of twists at the end. <laughs> and I feel like each twist made me more angry than the last. I feel like as a sequel... To Unbreakable and Split, this movie's third act completely drops the ball on what a satisfying conclusion for these characters would have been. And instead, and this is a totally in night thing, he's like, oh, what a twist! Like, it's so frustrating as an audience member. And I get, if you had, if I had talked about this the day I saw it, I would have been livid. I was so mad when I came up to the theater just like your brother was. <laughs> That's why he made me happy. I'm like, oh, thank God. Someone else feels the way I did. 
but I, I with time I I see what he was Knight was trying to do with the story. I see that since the beginning he's been playing up the fact that this is not a superhero story per se. It's always it hasn't ever really been about the the action. It's always been about the characters. It's always been about a subversion of expectations. It's always been about uh the idea that yes, these are based on comics. This is what a superhero is in a comic book world, but this is the real world. And it's a very different situation than what you see in comics. And I know that's what informed the decision he made in the finale. I get that. I get what he was trying to do, Chris from Uncanny Comic Quest. I know you're listening. <laughs> and you love this movie. And I, I see why you do. Because if I could get behind the end choices, I might like this movie more. But for what they did, for me, as a comic book fan, and as a fan of the superhero genre, because you sold me, even in the trailers, on one thing, and then you gave me something entirely different at the end, I'm still mad. <laughs> I'm still mad. I try so hard to kind of like swing the other way and go like, maybe it's a lot deeper than I think it is, and maybe this is why he chose to go this route. But no, man. Fuck that. If you sold... If, if you had commercials about come to our new ice cream parlor it's the best ice cream parlor 10 15 years in the making this ice cream parlor is gonna be the best ice cream you've ever had and you get there it's like nah we've got pizza dog it's like what <laughs> i wanted ice cream nah but this pizza it's a subversion of your expectations isn't that more appealing no i wanted ice cream so because it gives you abs yeah no yes. <laughs> not that but yeah, so that's the best way I can explain my feelings about this movie without spoilers. If I have to give it a rating, I give it a low passable. If the ending had stuck the landing, I think I would have been in like a more than passable, maybe even a high more than passable territory if they did it right. But for me, they didn't. For me, they basically just took like the when you betray the characters that I have become invested in. That's what hurts me the most. And I feel like you spat in the face of David Dunn's character. Like I feel like you just wasted all of Unbreakable. What they did with the Beast, I was actually more okay with. But in a vacuum. Like they, they needed the, the events surrounding what happens to the, his character to not be what they were. <laughs> and they need to not have like three twists in a row. To try and make this like, oh, isn't this a diversion of your expectations? It's like, no, it's not. That doesn't make things good, M. Night. Like, you M. Night, you Shamalanded. <laughs> you fucking Shamalanded. This is almost to me, I've seen the comparison, people have talked to me about it, BVS. This is, a, the, a, this is the new BVS to me. Shamhammer. Yeah. The, but honestly, the term you BVS'd it is just like. You Shamaland it is the original you BVS'd it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh -huh. So really, he, just, he took the crown back. He was like, nah, son, Zack that's, Snyder, that's part of I'm reason, the OG, son. That's part of the reason why they tried to hide the fact that he directed After Earth. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then you see why. <laughs> exactly. He destroyed all of my goodwill in his silent comeback. Like, I've been rooting for him since the visit. I even kind of like Devil um, and Split. Yeah, but I don't know, man. All the same the only issues. Recent thing I saw, the only recent thing I've seen of his was Split and okay. then now Glass. Oh, see, that's a shame. <laughs> well, I said, I don't know. Maybe you had different feelings about it. You might be. Cause I feel like it's very, ha, 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 Split. split. Yeah. <laughs> Online, it's almost 50-50 about how people feel about this. I mean, critics destroyed it. It's like 30% or something like that. Mm -hmm. But the audience 37. is kind of split on it. 
So I'm curious to see what you think about it. What would you give uh, Glass? Well, I shatter your expectations. <laughs> of what you think I might think? <laughs> okay, so I literally saw Glass not that long ago, and interestingly enough, how you said how because you had a couple days to process it, you're not as angry. Part of me kind of wishes I had more time to process it. <laughs> You're fresh and, off. <laughs> and it wasn't so fresh in my mind. And I'll get to it later. But overall, like, once the movie started, like, I can't really talk about Unbreakable because I've seen it, but I've seen it when it first came out. I barely remember anything about it. I just know he survived the train crash and Mr. Glass is the villain. Yeah. It's really all I know. And then the little boy that was in... in uh. Glass is the same. They got the same little boy. Yeah. That's the only thing I know. And the same the mother. Same face. And the same mother. <laughs> yeah. So all I'm, so all I remember. And the girl the from movie. Split. Well, yeah, but I'm talking yeah. about Unbreakable. Oh yeah. I remember Split. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but talking about Split, like I fucking love Split. I just mentioned, like I love seeing movies with DID, and then McAvoy's performance. Like even in this, like he definitely came to play. Like he was the best thing to watch in this movie. Agreed. And so whenever he was on screen. I was captivated. Yep. And I think they were all good except for Bruce Willis. I mean, I don't think Bruce Willis, because I've heard some people say that, like, oh, Bruce Willis was just sleepwalking. No, I think Bruce Willis was good. I don't think he was sleepwalking. He was just like. I think he was good, but this is one of my biggest complaints. So I guess I'll just get to it now. I was going to get to it later. I was going to talk about the good things first. They didn't use him, like, hardly at all. No, they didn't. Like,. For this to be, it wasn't a satisfying follow-up to Unbreakable. Yeah, for this to be touted as the Unbreakable sequel, it didn't feel like an Unbreakable sequel. It felt like Split Two. Yeah, but I wanted Unbreakable Two. Granted, Split is part of that universe, but again, you sold me on ice cream, but you gave me pizza. You sold me on this being Unbreakable Two. Yeah, and we were getting. And they, he's the hero. So yeah, he's got to be the part hero. Of it. And then not only that, we haven't seen. Mr. Glass or David Dunn for almost 20 years and yet what we got of them wasn't really much. No. So I don't think Bruce Willis was sleepwalking but I, will th- I do think he was muted compared to what he was like in Unbreakable. Because I did see Unbreakable again recently. I, I rewatched it. Um, he definitely has more... Granted they also gave him more to do because they didn't really give him much... It might didn't give him much to do in this movie. But for the few scenes he did have he just didn't have the same level of like What's the word? Um, exu- not exuberance, like emoticon. Em- not emoticon. Charisma. Uh, no, Gravi- like, gravitas. No, no, no. Like em- emotions. Like, emotions. He didn't as much like he didn't emote emote as much. Like especially his first scene. And I have a theory as to why this is, but his first couple of scenes, he had like he seemed like he was more into it, but then toward like once he gets into the psychologi- the psychiatric facility parts, he seemed more like just. <laughs> like he didn't he just had like the same look on his face the entire time he just seemed very much like okay you gotta let me out of here alright okay like, you know what I mean yeah you know what I'm saying like I feel like in those first scenes he he emoted more but as the movie went on he had less and less and less exuberance in the role it seemed to me yeah would you agree with that yeah yeah okay. definitely and I don't know if that was a like I've got a theory what's your spoilers, theory spoilers though Oh, we well, gotta wait. Mind. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I just wish, considering that we haven't seen, we hadn't seen, because you you already mentioned like we hadn't seen uh, really got Mister Glass until like 
almost the third act. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, considering we hadn't seen David Dunn or Elijah for almost 20 years, I wanted more. Yeah. So and it I, seemed like at first it was going to do that. And like, yeah, I, I really enjoy seeing McAvoy on screen, but I'm like, we just got him and split and we had a whole movie with him. Yeah. So give me more of the two characters that I first fell in love with that started this series. But let me get back to the good thing, the good stuff. Like when when the movie first started, like that first, like you mentioned, that first act, mm. I was in. I was in. I was like, okay, yes. I don't even know what these critics are talking about because it's fucking great. Like Same. I'm enjoying every moment of it. And then, I mean, even when we got to the second act, it started to dip in terms of like my excitement with all the psychological stuff. But I was still fascinated. Mm-hmm. With the, with the, with the explanation, I wanted a little bit more of it. Let me ask you, especially comic- considering what I mentioned before, was like it seemed like they accepted the fact that they weren't quote unquote superpowered a little too easily. Yeah, like there was nothing that you showed me to 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 more or less convince me of why they would accept the fact that they might they might not be superhuman as opposed to just like you you told me but you didn't really show me mm-hmm. and. I was just like, all right, I guess for the the purposes of the script, you got to go with it. Otherwise, where's the movie going to go? But I'm like, I'm not really buying it. Me either. What were you you about to ask me? I was going to ask you, as a comic book fan, did you feel talked down to at all by by her constant monologues of like, like, oh, it almost seemed like she got burned once at like a comic convention. There was a lot of comics are the worst things in the world. Well, there was a lot of overhanded like explaining. Yeah. But you know what? Unbreakable kind of did the same thing, but I feel like because us as a culture have evolved to understand these tropes and stuff that it might try to explain in the comic book genre, mm-hmm. but it almost feels like he's... Now it feels like... When we saw Unbreakable, I didn't feel that way as much, but now it almost feels like, to me, that he is like a guy who's only read like Golden Age comics... And he's trying to explain that to people that are like well versed in comic book lore at this point. Like we've all seen Marvel. Even if you're not a comic fan, you've seen Marvel movies. Yeah. So it's like when he's explaining like like oh like oh this is the part where the villain does this and this is in every comic book there's this element of blah 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 blah. Every character does it too. It's almost like he doesn't trust his audience enough to get it. Yeah. So that's why I feel like it. To me, I feel like almost like we're being talked down to. But when I saw Unbreakable. And I was less versed in the comic book lore and stuff. I I didn't feel that way, but now I do. So I'm like, is this just me? No, because I was like, he's still he's doing a lot of explaining in this movie. Yeah, and, and I'm like, I feel like we don't really need it. No, that and also much. that's why I felt like, it, like that middle part was like stretched long. It just a lot of the same things over and over again. I also felt like um, her profession was stupid. Like, yeah, who like, has a focus? I in thought about that too. Specifically, I was like, people that have like, think they're comic book characters. Yeah, she said when she said that. <laughs> my specialty is dealing with people that think they're superheroes, and I'm thinking, so there How are more. Is that? Yeah, are there more people like like them? Where are where are they? But as a premise, and then, it would have been cool considering it was a whole hospital if they, the people that were in the hospital, ended up being superhuman too. That's very true because it only seemed like only those three people had that affliction in that hospital. It would make it would make more sense that, that hospital was all people that had that affliction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes more sense later with the twist why that is, but before the twist, it's like this doesn't make any sense. Like your your whole reason for 
talking to them in the first place is to convince them that they're not superhuman. So then presumably, rather than go to jail, they just go to a psychiatric facility? Is that what the what her whole goal was? Because they were going to jail, but she was like, I just want to convince them that they're not superhumans. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. That, it didn't make any sense. Because, like, what if they were just I, like, I, of course, you're right, I'm not. Of and course, then was like, this is later, before I'm we lying. get, this, of course, this is before we get to the end, but, but before we, obviously, before we get to the end, because you don't know what you don't know, yeah. you only know what you know. I was just thinking, I was like, I don't get, I don't get what they're, I don't get what he's going for. It only makes sense with the twist. But even yeah, it only then, makes sense with the twist. But even yeah, but even then, because like, what if they did go like, yeah, you're right, I'm not a superhuman. Cool. All right, you're good. All right, you're going to now. You're going to jail, right? No, no. If they admitted to it, they were going to jail. No. What was it? If they don't say they're superhuman, they're going to jail or not? No, I think if he didn't, if he admitted, if he, well, I think it, I, it depends. Like for David Dunn, I think they were gonna let him go. I think really because she's because she said if he doesn't if he doesn't fit, uh and like uh what she was talking oh I guess this is probably spoiler we probably shouldn't yeah all right but I'm just saying like what is your what is your uh what is your damn I'm figuring out what the word is end game yeah what is your end game Avengers? if they were just to be like yeah you're right I'm not superhuman all right you can go home and they're just lying like how easy would it be like you're right I'm not that's why I was like, I think this might be more for David Dunn, because like, they're definitely not gonna release Elijah. He's a murderer, and they're not gonna release. Wait, he's a serial killer. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They're not gonna release. Uh... But she was trying to convince all three of them. Yeah, but I don't. I don't... All right, we'll get. In, we'll talk about it again. But anyway, spoilers, but yeah, but... but overall, so get into the third act. <laughs> once they, and this is why I said I wish I had more time, because once they finally did the ending. Even still, like I'm thinking about the whole. I'm like, wait, what? Let me ask. You, I don't know. Like, funny enough, like I, I didn't have the reaction that my brother or I think you had. Like, I wasn't mad. Oh, I honestly, I, I didn't. Mad. I didn't hate the ending, but I don't know if I liked it. That's why I'm like, I wish I had more time because honestly, I don't know what I feel about the ending <laughs> because I'm just like, what the fuck well, is going? But there's like multiple parts of the ending, like which the the, the ending ending, like the the like absolute the whole, ending? the whole th- the whole thing, like okay. the whole ending, like all the twists on top of twists. Because I'm just like, there are elements I, I liked. Because I'm like, I don't. What are you? I don't know. What are you doing? Like <laughs> he look, he, he he assumed that everyone knew his thing is twists. So he's like, if I throw like five twists them at once, they'll never predict it. And so I'm just like, there's literally like, there's literally like four twists. Yeah, and the whole movie, every time it was like, like when the first twist happened, I was like, that was expected. Okay, you're talking about the 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 building. Yeah. Yes, that was, was that like, one was expected. Okay, yeah, I figured that was the kid. Like they even more or less foreshadowed that with all the shots. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, let me say another thing I thought was weird throughout this movie. All the like uh, point of view shots that he kept doing throughout throughout the movie. Point of view, like where you would have the camera attached to the actor, and you would like see like the shot as if it's like a GoPro camera on you. Oh, okay. I I don't know if I like that. Well, M Night Shyamalan always does like weird cinematography stuff. Or like thing. he loves that. There will be moments. He's he's so artsy. He he wants to think he's deep, but he's really not. <laughs> Or there will be there will or there will be moments where um, Kevin 
is switching through personalities because of the light that you see in the trailer. Oh, God. But yet, the camera's not on him. The camera's on the person looking at him. And I'm like, I want to see Kevin. Why the fuck are you showing me somebody else and not the person that I'm actually... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I didn't like that either. So it's like weird camera choices that he does throughout the movie. And I'm just like... It's always been his thing, though. He's always had quirky cinematography. Yeah, well, he but but on the note of that fucking that light system thing to make him switch personalities, they have the worst fucking security for these like superhumans or like these if not superhuman these crazy people. It's like he has no like it's just a door with lights in front of it, and the idea is if he gets close to a line to get to the door, they flash him with a light and it switches his personality by force, which is like I don't even know how that works, but sure, let's just go with it. But it's like I don't understand why can't you close your eyes. And just walk through. Or not even that, but even if it switches his personality, that doesn't stop you from yeah, why, opening the door. Walking, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't keep walking forward. It's like, I don't know. It's like, because there are some personalities that are on the B side and other ones that aren't. Either way, that doesn't stop you from opening. Well, I guess, it actually, actually, if, actually, actually, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I guess if you're not on the B side, yeah, you, wouldn't walk to the door. you wouldn't walk to the door. But it's like, it doesn't guarantee that the, the light is going to switch you from a beast personality to a non-beast personality well if you can if you keep walking to the door it's just gonna keep flashing until you stop walking so you flash once and then you just fucking charge for the door i don't know it was just like this is your security because i'm like i don't know lights flashing at him because i was just thinking i'm like i guess even if you close your eyes you'll still like when you close your eyes and somebody flashes you still see the flash well, if you put your hands over your eyes. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that, I don't know how it works. But it's just a dumb security system. That's all they had there. There was like one guy walking around the facility at any given point. One, one security guard. What? By the way, let me. No, no chains. Why me, not, why not handcuffs? Why let, not like anything to keep them like secured? But yeah, let me, because we're, we're starting to talk scenes and stuff like that. So before we get to actually. Well, these spoilers. are all things that piss me off leading to the third act. There, there, these are things that I was like, that's weird. Like, that's a weird choice. But like, they didn't ruin the movie for me. It wasn't until the end. That's what fucked me up. But yeah, continue. But yeah, like, I st- that's why I'm like, I wish I had more time. Because I'm like, I don't know how I feel about the ending. And uh, <laughs> But like I said, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. So, overall, because... I, I once the movie ended, once the credits started rolling, I was sitting in the theater like scratching my head, like, bro. <laughs> but I'm, see, that's a BBS like, response. Is, is there is there a post credit? There's got to be a post credit scene. There wasn't though. Yeah, but there wasn't though. <laughs> I was like, I also was standing there like, that's got to be something else. Give me something. I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And I, going back to the interviews I, I saw in my Shyamalan, he doesn't want there to be a sequel. Oh, he said, yeah, he said this is it. Yeah. Because Con- Chris, okay, Conquest liked it, but he was like, I think it's interesting how it opens up like all these new avenues for future movies. I'm like, there's not going to be any future movies. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, and it's all, because of that, it makes me go, and what was the point of all this? There was no point. Yeah. I, I'm going to save it. <laughs> you saw that was the anchor coming out. <laughs> but I mean, overall, like, I'll still give it a high passable. So you're high passable. Yeah. Okay. Because so like I said, I didn't hate the ending. But I oh, still I was, was just like, I was so livid. What the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> okay, so we're still in the past. We're both in the passable re- re- region too. We're like me. You're gonna be like in the more than passable area, but then that ending confused yeah. you so much. It's like, no, what is happening? Definitely. <laughs> okay. Because right, I so, was enjoying it until then. So let's get into spoilers because I think this movie requires spoilers to talk about. 
for those that don't want to hear spoilers, check out the uh, timestamps in the iTunes description and skip ahead to the next section if you want. Uh, it's getting the spoilers. Three, two, one. Yeah, let's talk about those fucking endings, bruh. Because <laughs> the first twist, like we were mentioning, is the superhero finale. It's the the most, like, as soon as they mention it, we're going to battle on the top of a skyscraper where the whole world's watching so everyone will know there's superhumans in the world. I'm like, there's no way that's going to happen. I can't, I couldn't even imagine with these grounded, like, the, the grounded David Dunn and the grounded beast that we've seen them fighting on the top of a, like a roof. That, that's like a Marvel ending. And I think they even say the word Marvel. Like it's a true... Oh, they say the building's a true Marvel. Yeah. I was like, I see what you're fucking doing in night. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So I thought that was going to be the twist. I hadn't even thought about the fact that in the trailers you see the fight and it's not in front of like a skyscraper. It's just in front of the, the building. Mm-hmm. So when they try and... When Glass enacts his whole plan to escape, they don't even get us at the parking lot. The whole final battle happens in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, leading up to this, you know, it's we just got a second act. Um, and I, I mean, I they said kinda, that I love they kind of blow their load a little early by more or less because I'm I don't even think it's really a twist because they kind of show you or tell you that this is his plan to broadcast this fight in front of the hospital to the whole world because they keep showing POVs from the camera as they're fighting. Wait, what? You keep seeing you keep seeing footage of them on the camera. Oh, oh, in the security system. Type? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, it's a twist in so far as they're they're trying to be like, this is where it's gonna go on the end, and it's like, no, that's what a superhero movie would do, but this is not a superhero movie, and I think it's that mentality that fucks up this movie, because like, I think M Night went way too far with the idea that like, oh, I've been telling you since the beginning, this is not a superhero film. It's more grounded than that. Superheroes might have this type of like, you know, finale, but this is not the movie I'm going for. And I don't know. I guess somewhere along the lines of. The hype for this movie and like you know what it well, actually he is. He didn't have a, he didn't have a budget for epic showdown. But it didn't have to be like you know a lot of effects and shit. But just like how big that ending would have been. Like there's M Night doesn't do movies like that. He tried it with Avatar. You see how well that went. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think somewhere along the line of like getting lost in the the superhero universe aspect that this movie was trying to build itself into. Like I forgot. That that's not what Night does, so I I shouldn't be surprised that it didn't end with an epic superhero finale, but then what they give you is just completely unsatisfying. If you're a fan of, I think either move Split or Unbreakable, but especially Unbreakable, because before they get to that last scene, that last battle, there's, you know, there's a moment where uh, Glass speaks to David Dunn over the intercom system and is like, "Yo." Uh, we're going to do this. We're going to this building and we're going to show the world that we're superhumans and here's your chance to stop us. Still continuing the things from Unbreakable where it's like, hey, you need to accept that you're a superhero and if you aren't going to do that, if you aren't going to reveal yourself to the world like a superhero would, I'll force you to do it. And by doing that, uh, by forcing you to do it, I'm going to make you fulfill your true potential. Like, that's the Unbreakable stuff that I wanted more of this movie to be. And you only really got that at the very end. And yeah. really that one conversation. By saying you haven't used anywhere near your full strength fighting these little low-level thugs. Yeah, and he's right. And I mean, uh, we also didn't get, I think uh, another failure of the movie is we didn't get enough time to really even establish what David Dunn and his son have been doing 
since Unbreakable because now it's the point where I'm, like, his son Joseph is basically an oracle to him and yeah. they're working together and that's the point I was trying to make like we didn't get for this to be considered an Unbreakable sequel we didn't really get much of David Dunn or Elijah yeah and especially since this is the conclusion to his his story his, his, his hero arc because even in Unbreakable like I said it ends on a question mark you don't really see him fulfill like his role as a superhero you know, and even in this movie, Elijah's telling him straight out, like, you could do so much more. And I'm going to force you to do more if you won't do it yourself willingly. So then in your mind, you're going, this is it. This is the the ending of his journey. And now, like, you're already kind of forming your head. He's going to have one battle with the Beast. Maybe he does get outed in some form to the world. And then he has to become the superhero that his son has always known him to be. And there's a whole arc there that needs to get paid off. And the problem is, M. Night says, fuck all that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to subvert all your expectations. I'm going to drown your superhero in a puddle. <laughs> in a puddle, Michael. I'm just, oh, this and is a, the anger I had when I saw it. In a pothole. A puddle. Like, when you see there's a big vat of water that's being pumped into David Dunn's prison, you know right away, all right, somehow the beast is going to throw him into that water. And they're going to fight. But you don't expect he's going to die from it. But then he doesn't even die from being thrown into the giant pool, vat of water. No. He breaks out of that. Mm-hmm. And then in the moment where there's all this chaos happening, fucking SWAT team shows up, having all these weird clover designs and tattoos in their wrists. And they literally hold my man's... Like, he's still weak, I guess, from almost drowning. Yeah. I, I know that they say water is his weakness. But is it because he has like an anxiety issue around it? Cause my man well, has. Well, they they should they had they did a flashback where he almost drowned. Yeah, yeah, or that was not, an unbreakable. No, he did drown. Yeah, yeah, that was an unbreakable. I remember. I said I don't remember unbreakable. Oh, yeah, that was his. Uh, when when Elijah's like ask like telling him like oh no no you're you're a superhuman so, so I like, don't think, I almost died once when I was a kid. So I don't think his it's his actual weakness. I think it's just psychosomatic, kind of like how. Martian Manhunter is weak against fire. He's not actually weak against fire. It's just a psychological thing. But does that strip him of all of his superhuman abilities? It can't be because he actually broke out of the the. Vet yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it does. But I then think... bull more shit because he the dude holds his head down. I'm like you're you're and the whole time he, it happens like because it all happens so fast. There's this big, well, big for in my shaman, a big fight between the Beast and and David Dunn. They go into the vat of water. Like, and there's another twist before that, but I'll get back to that. They're in the vat of water. David breaks out of it using his fist to break a hole in the vat. They spill out. He's, like, coughing up water, and he's weak. But then the SWAT team comes out, and they literally, one of the guys literally just holds his head down. He's already, like, like hovering over the puddle, like, coughing up water. And the dude just grabs his head, dunks it in the water, and he's drowning. I guess you could say he's weak. He's got super strength. <laughs> so the whole time you're sitting there going, He's gonna break out of this, right? He's just gonna gonna grab the guy's hand and throw him off him, right? At some point, and then the the woman comes over, and then it's the big twist reveal of like, let me for whatever reason touch me. So then you'll see that I'm actually part of this crazy, weird, evil organization hell bent on stopping super people from discovering their powers. And we, it's like a systematic system, hell hydra. Yeah, hell hydra. It's a systematic thing where we go from city to city around the world, finding people like you that express potential for powers and we either convince them they're not super powered or we kill them that was the whole the major twist is that 
Turns mm-hmm. out there's the reason why there's no stupid people I, in our yeah, world. And I guess that's the way to explain make it because if it's supposed to be a grounded universe and you're like well why aren't there more superheroes yeah. like there are they either don't believe they are or i don't know or they kill them yeah or they yeah or they kill them. but it's like why why not just kill them because again it goes back now that reveal happened it goes back to so why are you trying to convince them they're not super humans when you know they are like even if they were like you're right i'm not then what a day later, they could be like, nah, I was lying. And use their superpowers. You take them back. You take them back. You capture them again. But you would think they don't want any loose ends. Just kill them. But that, that's what I was thinking about, like, uh, uh, Elijah. Like, I was like, how long was he in this psychiatric hospital? That's a good point. 20 years. Has it been since Unbreakable? Yeah. If that's the case, why are you waiting till now to cure him, quote unquote? Because M. Night didn't think about it, really. <laughs> Not all the way through. He just was like, oh, this is, this is an interesting twist. And it's the same with David Dunn. If you knew about him for the last 20 years, why did you wait until now to capture him? Because now it became a thing where they're escalating, I guess. I don't... It's stupid. It's a dumb twist. Like, and before that even, there's another twist that I liked, which is a twist that you find out that the every villain's... or origin or what was it? what did what did joseph say some along the lines of like uh the parents are always the key to villains like weaknesses or defeat or something like that mm-hmm. and he it's because he found out that elijah in killing the entire train that made bruce willis realize that he was unbreakable uh what's his name Kevin's father Kevin's was, father on, that was train. on that train. Yes, which is what made him become the beast because his mother abused him, yada, yada. So it was like, oh, okay. Which is kind of like a cheap twist because it's like, oh, so it's the unbreakable twist again. <laughs> like, but I like the idea of like, oh, okay. So he did create these two superhumans, like, and one on one end of the spectrum and the other on the other end. That I liked. And even when uh, the beast, you know, attacks Glass because of that revelation and mortally injures him i was like okay i i could see this is a good end to his story so so like i i was okay with how the glasses story ended and even how kevin's story as the beast ended um but not david dunn that was like the biggest like oh really this is how you're gonna end your your hero character without even satisfying his arc glass i was okay but i didn't like what happened with David or Kevin? I didn't like... You didn't like Kevin's? I didn't like Kevin's ending either. I think it was rushed. Like, his relationship with that girl from Split. And then even that, I didn't really buy. I was like, yeah, I get he let you go. But the fact that you now have all this affection for him, even though he fucking kidnapped you, like, I don't... Well, I think she had affection... I don't agree with how hard and fast she had affection for him. But I agree like, I get... with... Feeling like you're a kindred spirit because they were both abused, you know what I mean? And she, yeah, she doesn't. But... I feel like she separates the beast's actions from Kevin, so she feels like Kevin is savable. The beast maybe isn't. That's why she goes out of her way to to reach Kevin. Yeah, I get that, but no. And I feel like that's the only way to beat the beast, like to have like the Hulk have him become Bruce Banner again, and then he gets shot. Like in a better movie, that would have been an acceptable ending because she was all up. I thought they were going to make out. There's well, a moment where I was like, yeah, I need a kiss. Yeah, I, did, I thought that too, but that's not what I was going to say. But okay. I was like, because there was a fact where the beast was manifest. The beast was in the light. Mm-hmm. And she just walked up to him and just like 
gave him a hug and she's like bring out there's like no ptsd from being kidnapped or this like yeah i I was just like no i'm not buying it like i'm not buying this but as an end to his character it made sense like for him to die that way if the movie had a more satisfying ending him dying that way because his death scene was amazing i love his death scene maybe that's also what sold it for me like him going through the personalities as he's dying Mm -hmm. like i like that a lot and then Kevin being the last person, like well, yeah, I'm, gonna whenever, die. I'm gonna die of, in the light. All of I'm his die with this. All of his scenes were great. Yeah, but I especially his death scene. I really liked yeah, how he. I just he wanted something it. different. <laughs> yeah, and glasses. Glasses ending. I mean, you know, he reaped what he sowed. It it was a logical ending to his character. Um, I think honestly, my big problem is just killing all three of them so unceremoniously with this greater twist of there being a government organization behind all of this because like you said like what was the point of this entire movie when you kill off all three of the characters that we've been building up since fucking unbreakable in one fell swoop and none of their arcs are satisfied I guess maybe you can argue glasses is you know what I mean but well, like yeah, he, David Dunn as a hero he didn't get his like his heroic end yeah ultimately he's the only one and I guess that's why you could justify why it's called glass, even though there's not a whole lot of glass in the movie, that it might not have been his movie per se in terms of screen time, but it ended up being his movie in terms of he got what he, in terms of uh, what he wanted. He he achieved his end, end goal. Yeah, which ultimately is the final twist in the movie. That you think that his plan went awry when they got caught in the parking lot, but really that was his plan from the beginning. And they established early in the movie that the woman had set up cameras all over the facility, like hundreds of cameras, just so that he couldn't plan anything to escape. But in doing that, he she created the exact conditions he needed to record all of their superhuman like activities in that mm-hmm. final battle. Mm-hmm. And then broadcast, he sent it to each of the survivors of the three characters that died. So his mother, the split girl, and Joseph, David yeah. Dunn's son. And then they release it on the internet and show the whole world that there's superhumans in the world. And even then, I was like, all right, maybe we can salvage. Cause I like that. I like the idea of like showing the world that they're all superhumans and that being like the final fuck you to some random government agency. But I'm like, all right, well, at least if you end strong, maybe I'll like this more. But just them holding hands in the train station as people were starting to see the yeah, footage. Yeah, saying now it begins or whatever. I'm like, now it begins. No, you killed the people I cared about. I don't give a fuck about, like, I don't give a fuck about people maybe discovering they have power. Like, if they showed it, maybe. But the fact that it's just people just sitting around watching the footage of the fight, it wasn't enough. Like, show a little kid watch the footage and then he opens his hand and a fire appears in his hand. Like, something supernatural, something that gives me an actual belief that there's, this story was only an origin for the war- the universe as a whole and not just these characters. But you sold me on these characters and to have them die in the way that they did and for the stories not to be wrapped up at all, really? So you mean you want to see, haha, almost like how the ending of Buffy. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the Slayers got their new power when Buffy imbued, where Willow imbued them with the powers of the Slayer and then you saw a montage of all the girls getting Slayer abilities and waking up. Okay, I didn't watch that far in Buffy, but as you're describing it, yes. That's exactly what I wanted, actually. One girl was actually getting beat, and then she got her Slayer powers, and that's when she rose up. Yeah, 
Like, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, wouldn't that have been a better ending for this movie? Yeah. To show it? Because you're saying, because you mentioned Chris talking about, oh, world opened up, but we didn't get to see that world open up. No. Just the Especially the considering idea? this isn't, like, this is the end. Yeah. Like, fuck, it goes balls to the wall. Show me something, like, that isn't as grounded. Just and I get realize, it. Like, like, oh, and, okay. and I get it. It's not you need to spoon feed me every single thing, but at least if you're going to end... Give me something. <laughs> yeah, you got to wrap up in a satisfying way on some level. And because he knows what he did, he completely subverted the expectations of the hero's journey. So if you're going to take that away from me, if you're going to take away that 15-year buildup for the hero I wanted to see and how he developed, I'm just going to kill him off without so much as like a fucking... Like, he, and honestly, he literally foreshadowed that in Unbreakable. When he's talking to Elijah Wood's character... Elijah Wood. <laughs> when he's talking to uh, Glass... He's like, uh, I almost die as a kid from drowning. Like heroes don't die that way. Heroes don't die from something so normal. And it's like, okay, so I guess you prove that point that this is what a the real world scenario for a hero would be. It wouldn't be some glorious end. It'd just be like a normal death. But not from a random henchman that we just learned about in the last five seconds. Well, at least if you would have found out like his son had powers yeah! too. Yeah. That would have been a better Yes. To and take I thought up they were the gonna mantle. go that way. When yeah. he's like going through the comic book store and he's going through the hero's aisle and then goes the villain aisle, I was like, Oh shit, is he gonna like realize that he has his own potential too or something? No. Nothing. I don't know. It was it just seemed like a lot of wasted potential. Especially if you were a fan of Unbreakable and you wanted to see where that story was gonna go. That's my major complaint with the movie. You can you can do a twist ending just for the sake of doing a twist ending, but like it's gotta be satisfying. Like just like with the uh Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Uh-huh. Like you can do that twist, but if you don't have something interesting to replace it with, then it's like you just did the you you just did a twist for the sake of a twist. Which funny but funny enough, uh the kid, the little the boy, the son, that's the same uh guy from Agents of Shield, the Hydra kid. He is? Yeah. From season season six? Oh, I didn't know that. Of course, you you never do. I don't know faces. <laughs> I don't know. It. I was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't very, but... I was. You were cool with David Dunn dying? No, I wasn't cool with it, but I didn't hate it. I just... I was just... I was just like, is this is this a decision you're, do, you're going with? It's a little weird, but okay. <sighs> All right. Anything else you want to talk about in glass before we move on? No. <sighs> Such ass. <laughs> uh, already. Already. Uh, I guess all we can really talk about then is the Punisher episode one, season two, since you have not seen Reign of Superman, Dragon Ball Super Broly, The Flash, or Young Justice. <laughs> It's a lot of shows. It's a lot of shows. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Punisher. Why did you help me in the bar that night? What was I supposed to do? I had to get involved. Here's what it is, I guess. You know, it's almost like you were happy for the excuse. that feels 
trust me. I know. A friend of mine betrayed me. I dreamed about the Punisher every night. He thinks that he has the right to judge me. I want him to feel what I felt. We have a mutual acquaintance. I'm gonna cast on the girl. That's Game of Thrones. There's punishing in that show too. Okay. All right, so the return of John Bernthal in this Netflix series, The Punisher. Looking sexy as hell. <laughs> He's mm. the pinnacle of man. This season than he did last season. You think so? He looks better this season. I, you know, it's weird. I actually agree. I don't know why. Is it? Is he's more chilled? Do he work out more? Eating more of those Skittles. That's why. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm tasting that rainbow. That's why. Um, I don't know what it is. I was just like, he looks pretty damn good this season. That's because he's super masculine. That's why. He's still I mean, masculine. He was masculine last season, too. Even more manly. But yeah, man. Hot off the heels of all the other Netflix shows being canceled, basically, except for this Jessica Jones. Um,. I guess we'll get into just our general thoughts since this is still, this is the first weekend it's been out and you've only seen one episode. So first impressions rather than like a full spoiler review. Uh, so what did you think of episode one, season two of The Punisher? I've seen a little bit more than you though. So I guess I'll just say some more thoughts after you. Um, Episode one, I tried to watch, I tried to get through uh, The Punisher earlier in the week, but... <laughs> And I post, I did, and I posted it on my stories because I know people probably say the same thing with you. Like, yeah, I was like, didn't you? I thought you post something you about you watching it. On your story? Yeah, I posted it, and before the opening credits even rolled, like don't know I'm nerd or whatever the fucking thing. <laughs> I was sleeping before that even happened. So, wow. yeah, that's why I didn't watch it. That's crazy. <laughs> like, all right, post it for the gram. <laughs> and I was playing. I mean, I was planning on watching. I wasn't gonna fall. Like, I didn't just post it. And be like, okay, I'm gonna fall asleep because that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was knocked out. But uh, so watching it just now, I enjoy seeing where Frank Pete is in the beginning of this episode. First episode, it like almost seems like it kicks pretty much like right after. The end of season one. I'm not even sure how much time passed. How much time passed between season one and two? Was it like? That's a good question. A couple months has to be a couple months at least. I feel like it's shorter because with how how it ends. What's his face is still in the hospital. Yeah, but he's healed. Is it? Well, I don't know. He still he has the face mask. Well, when he takes it off, <laughs> I mean, you've seen the pictures of him. It's pretty healed. Yeah, I saw the pictures of him later, like later in the season when he's out the hospital. But I'm like, from it looks like he's still in the hospital bed. So I feel like it. At most, like month, two months, not that far off after. Okay. Well, it was it was nice seeing uh, that the fact that's taking place pretty much right after season one. Seeing him, you know, trying to adjust to his new life as Pete instead of Frank, mm-hmm. and. It's, I don't know, funny enough, I, something about this season, and it's only one episode, but it seems like they took what most people loved about season one, and they definitely kicked it up a notch. Like, the production value for this season 
just based off the one episode I saw, like I can tell it's it just it just feels different. It's a different energy to this to this season compared to even like say the first episode of season one. Hmm. Um, even going even going definitely to the, more action packed. Even even going to the part where I mentioned, I was like, he looks like he looks different this season. Like he looks good. He looks better. Mm. Like just the actor, John Bernthal, and like it's yeah, it's definitely more action packed. It's definitely more choreographed. He's a better Iron Fist than Iron Fist in terms of like the fighting. That's a fucking sad statement, <laughs> but it's true. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Very much, very much true. <laughs> that fight scene in the bathroom was way better. That fight scene in the bathroom everything was better than Iron everything in Iron Fist. <laughs> like it's great, and it's like and this season's definitely way more brutal. Yeah, just based on one episode, like that moment that happened right there oh yeah yeah yeah. i was like oh fuck i'm into it blood sex gore magic got every all of it but the magic sign me up i would give this season or this episode uh a perfect vision so far yeah i, I would agree the first episode is definitely a perfect vision um i'm only four episodes in so i don't know if i can give it all a perfect vision yet but yeah first episode for sure are oh, you done? Uh, I thought you were about to say something. Oh no, no! <laughs> when you were looking at me, my because you're like, because you were like, yeah, first episode, perfect vision. I'm like, yeah. you got uh, no. It? I was thinking, I'm like, should I give more? everything <laughs> I've seen? I don't. know. It's hard to say. So, but I would agree with you that the first episode definitely is. Did the uh, did the black guy die? Yes. No, not the security guy. I'm talking about his friend, his cripple, his friend that was in the military. Oh no, no, no! You mean the first season? Yes. No, he's still alive. Okay, because I'm like, I'd like to have seen him show up in the first season, but I guess really if you think about where the season could take place in a different state. Oh, you not, mean the first episode? Oh, yeah, first episode. Yeah. There wouldn't be really any way to bring him in organically. He shows I was, up, I think, the third or the fourth episode. But I still would like to have seen him yeah. since it's the first episode in, you know, usually first episode you bring back the characters you know and like, hey, guys, this is what we are, mm. black power. But the Punisher's never had like a, a side cast like that. The closest thing are the characters that you do see, which is the girl, um, police officer. It's not a police officer. What is she? Like FBI or something? Yeah. Yeah. Her, the black guy, and the, and, uh, and Jigsaw. Yeah. Well, no, and the, uh, his other partner, the the one, the IT guy. Oh yeah, actually, he hasn't been in the show at all yet. I don't. Maybe he's not in the season. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you know more than me. This man in the chair. Yeah. What's his name? Everybody has a man in the chair. It's like I don't Gigabyte know. or something? It's, it's something like that. Something like that. I don't know his name. Megabyte? Well, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but yeah, that's... I don't know what else to say. It's only, <laughs> it's only, one, it's only one episode. I don't, it's not um, much for me to say. I mean, that first episode was interesting. I mean, it sets you up in a basically a completely new place, new location. You say best sex scene ever. I'm like, I wanted to see some dick, some floppy, floppy schlong. Whoa. I was really <laughs> just talking about how intense the sex scene is and how... How it continues, because usually, you know, usually in these things, you get like a sex scene. It's just quick. It's just one. Yeah, scene everybody. Everybody comes quick in these movies yeah. or TV shows. <laughs> no, they start sex and they cut to the end always. <laughs> no, no, they just come quick. <laughs> Two minutes, not um, even. Oh wow! Uh, but in this, it was like a thing where they start having sex. It cuts them having like pillow talk. Cut back to more sex, more pillow talk, more sex, more pillow talk, more sex. <laughs> I don't know. It's just very intense and long. I was like, oh, shit. All right, that's still going. Oh, oh, damn. 
That's what he said. John, oh, wow. <laughs> John Berthold's a pretty affectionate lover, it seems. I would like to find out. What the fuck? <laughs> Let me taste this rainbow a little bit more. Maybe I'll get on your level. Um, but uh, yeah, for this first episode, I mean, I was I was digging it. I mean, they set you up a new location, uh, new characters. So it's almost like a fresh, like a, a cold open for people that haven't seen Punisher before. Um, I can't. I guess I can't really talk about what happens without getting spoilers. Although I will say, even just based on the first episode, I'm like, because I rated a perfect vision. And I, I don't know. I just feel like this season is going to be pretty damn good. Because, I mean, the first season was pretty damn good. Yeah. I'm like, I know I'm just going to get mad because next week it's just going to be fucking canceled. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to get invested in all this character development and funny. seeing what a Punisher is and with more st- potential story. Because I'm pretty sure when they did the season, they shot it. They didn't know it was going to get canceled. So I'm pretty sure the end of the season leads into where season three might go. Like, kind of like Daredevil. Daredevil yeah. And even Luke Cage. Yeah. And even Iron Fist. That's true. Yeah, they all had it set up for another season. And then we're not going to get it. So I know it's going to leave me with blue balls. I mean, I was going to get into that. I guess we can talk about spoilers a little bit. But uh, at least for the first episode. But um. I was gonna say like I I'm at episode four, but I'm not hungry for watching the series like I was for the first season or even the earlier seasons of like Daredevil and stuff. Like, and I guess maybe part of that is because I know it's gonna get canceled <laughs> most likely. John Berthold himself says that he's a, he's already made peace with that. Like he thinks like you know if it happens, it happens. Uh, I guess I won't bring that up in the news. Oh wow, <laughs> oh, that's part of the news. Okay, um, not anymore. Oh sorry, <laughs> but um, I don't. It's just I don't know. I feel like Netflix, as like the series is, is is have just lost something that makes them as bingeable as they used to be. Maybe I just maybe it's oversaturation. Maybe Speak, I'm just too used speaking to it. Of, speaking of which, your favorite show uh, dropped this weekend. What? Dragon Quest or whatever that show. Oh, Dragon Prince. Yeah, <laughs> it came back. It's back. It's season two. Season two. <sighs> <laughs> Guess we should watch it. <laughs> just like Voltron. Remember Voltron? <sighs> Haven't done that yet either. I stopped watching Voltron after season three. Same. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the the cast they set up in this first episode, very likable. I mean, to me, once certain things start to happen, it kind of very heavy-handedly tips its hand for the ending. If you know Punisher as a character at all, if he starts getting happy, it's like, all right, I know where this is going. <laughs> yep. He's a little too happy right now. Some bullshit's going to start. Um, and of course, by the end of the episode, Bullshit starts, uh-huh. um, but the like the action choreography fucking on point. Even as far as where I'm at, episode four, they've got some really interesting set pieces. Um, episode three, there's a shootout. That's like the whole episode is like this really long drawn out shootout kind of scenario, which is really interesting. Um, and after about, I guess around episode four, they start drilling back down into who I guess is gonna be the main antagonist this season. Which is Jigsaw, right? That's his name, right? Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. Who has like <laughs> the lightest scarring possible for somebody that apparently got his entire face shredded in the last season? Even in the comics, like it's like dude's face is mangled looking, and this he's he's pretty as fuck. Like, he's he's it's, like he's it's, like three scars. It's like he's he looks cooler. <laughs> it's a Hollywood thing. Like they say, even going back to Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. I'm so ugly. I don't want you to see me, and all I got is a birthmark. You got I'm, a barely visible birthmark. Yeah. <laughs> And Barely visible. That get that got lighter as the movie went on. Yeah, and it's like. And did you know? What's your definition of ugly? It's so funny bringing that up. Ready Player One. There's a scene at the end. I only know this because of Instagram. Somebody posted about it. But 
at the end where she takes off her mask in the what's it called the utopia the what was it called uh, the world in the virtual world whatever whatever it's called when she, she takes off her mask and shows the main villain her face she apparently had the scar on her avatar and it was like there's like this big musical swell and it was supposed to be like oh shit she's proud of who she is now and she's showing the villain her birthmark so he knows she's that same girl from the real world but like i didn't realize that at all in the movie because he's so barely noticeable she has a birthmark yeah <laughs> i was like i froze the, the image and i was like oh she does have a birthmark now did not see that at all in the movie theater <laughs> But whatever. Same thing for fucking Jigsaw in this. He's got like three scars and they make a big deal about how his face hurts and he 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 wants the world to see his scarred face because it shows all the mistakes he's made. What like, scars? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, bro, you look fucking fine. <laughs> you look just like a more badass, if anything. But whatever. Hollywood scarring. But yeah, overall, I'm interested to see where the season goes. I mean, they do just enough to kind of give you like the first main conflict, which is running into this random little girl that the Punisher meets episode one, and she's got her own things going on, being chased by her own set of villains. And then a little bit later, they start to set up Jigsaw again as uh, the villain for the season, where you know he's recuperating from his battle with Punisher at the end of season one. And apparently he's like... Do they call him Jigsaw? Not yet. Because I'm just like, he don't really have any jigsaws <laughs> yeah even his mask isn't really like a jigsaw thing it's just like weird finger paints i don't know it he should be called one scar <laughs> but as of right now in the show he's got amnesia so he doesn't really even remember any of the shit that went down in season one he's still crazy but he just doesn't remember like the punisher and what he did to him and stuff i'm sure it's gonna come later of course yeah <laughs> um but yeah i give it a perfect vision for episode one um, man, do we even want to talk spoilers? What for episode one? Yeah, like, what is there to talk about? Yeah, I was gonna say, what is there to talk about? He kills people. He fucks a girl. I guess that's really the only spoiler. The fact that he hooks up with that that girl, that woman at the bar. Yeah, and then he meets her son, and they have a very nice rapport, and it's clear that he's happy. I think at one point he's even like. Oh man, like I, I, I'm actually happy right now. Isn't that yeah. weird? To uh, the point that he left town and turned around mm-hmm. to and, go see her again. Yep. And if anyone is even slightly in the know, it's like, come on, Punisher can't be happy. So what happens? Of course, she gets shot at the end of the episode. She doesn't die though. Yeah, thank. She doesn't die. I like her, so I'm glad they didn't kill her. Yeah. But they has he hasn't even gone back to her yet in the show, or even really talked about her. So maybe they're going to circle back around to that by the end of the season, but maybe who knows? I don't know. I, I mean, hope so. like I said, I like her, so I'd like to see them bring her back. Yeah. I like it. I'm just not, I don't know, I'm not crazy about it. But for what it was, it was, you know, it was great. First episode. Even where I'm at, second, third, and fourth were also good. I'm just not sure if I would give it the solid, perfect vision. Yeah, like I said, I have a feeling this season's going to be pretty damn good like i've heard one person granted it's just one person it's anecdotal but they they're almost done with uh season two and it was it was just like yeah this season is fucking dope compared to compared to season one so i mean just based on that and i mean even the trailers the trailers i was the, the, the tra- I said trailers like there was more than one. The trailer looked pretty fucking awesome, so, and uh, and like I said, the Punisher was pretty good season one. So 
I have no doubt in my mind that this season is going to be great. Like I would have given, just, like you mentioned, I'm not super excited or enthused to watch it because I know once I watch it, I get invested. and I'm just going to fucking get canceled. <laughs> I would give season one perfect vision as well, but I don't think it really stuck with me. Like I don't remember it that much with, of it. I would give it a perfect vision too, but it didn't stick with me as much as like Daredevil and yeah. I just remember being even sad the, a lot. Even the first half of Luke Cage. Yeah. 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 I wonder why that is. Cause I really enjoyed it. It just... A lot of it blurs together. I don't know. That was a great review for Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, we've got Dragon Ball Super. You didn't watch that, though. I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to watch it. <laughs> Are you going to see it for next week? If it's out. All right, so real quick, though, I just want to give my, I don't know if it's my out. quick thoughts on Dragon Ball Super Broly. So tell me, Goku, why do you seek even more strength than you have already? The Tournament of Power opened my eyes. No way I can stay at the same level I'm at now. I'm fired up. That must be the guy. I don't know who he is, but his energy is absurd. Do it, Broly! How is this possible? Damn it, he's learning as he fights! Magnificent! His power level is amazing! What the? Looks like this is going to be tougher than we thought. Yeah, I can't wait. Rapid fire oh. review. Rapid fire review. Well, if I find some time tomorrow between my father's birthday and stuff like that to watch it, I'm try to watch it tomorrow. You should definitely make our father Kira Toriyama priority. <laughs> okay, is that how that works? Yes. Dad, I can't hang out with you for your birthday because I have to go see my my true father. <laughs> yes, yeah, say that too. Specifically, Kira Toriyama. Like. What? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> whoop your ass. Um, but that being said, I mean, I'll give you my thoughts on it real quick. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I got to preface this by saying it's good for a Dragon Ball movie. Um, because, you know, if if you're a random anime that lover means, even. It means it wasn't that good. <laughs> no, it, it means, it's. I'll say it right off the bat, it's the best Dragon Ball Z movie I've ever seen. Like, hands down. Okay. But again, qualify it. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z movie I've ever seen. Um, it's got pacing issues. So, it's, My Hero, two, 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 two Heroes, or Dragon Ball? <laughs> my Hero, <laughs> for sure. But if you were to just say action, Dragon Ball Broly is like, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen not only so much action in an anime movie, but like such beautiful action. Like, the animation's like amazing. Like, I highly recommend it seeing in IMAX 3D if you can. Um, that battle was wow. The issues, though, are just... it's There's a lot of pacing issues for the movie. The fir- Literally, the first half is all just exposition and talking. And then the last half is all fighting. So you get 45 minutes of just straight story, basically. And then 45 minutes of just straight action. And when I say straight action, I mean straight action. Broly stops talking once the fucking action starts. But as I have to say that they didn't make improvements over the original Broly movie. Like, they actually do a good job of characterizing Broly as someone that's likable. Like, I found myself actually going like, oh my god, I like Broly. He's actually endearing. He's Tarzan, but he's actually endearing. 
Um, I think where the issue, the movie really suffers with the pacing is the fact that they try and cram too much in that beginning. They try and combine uh, History of Bardock, the movie, with the Broly movie. And I don't know why that is, because it's not even like the, the, the Bardock stuff ties that deep into the Broly story other than just the basic fact that Broly was a Saiyan that came from Planet Vegeta. I don't care about this. So how... <laughs> no, I, I, I don't meant the movie. I meant I was talking about spoilers because I was with the oh, question. I was like, I don't give a fuck what you're saying, Jordan. Shut the fuck up. No, no. no. Oh my god. But how how did they explain where he came from? Like, um, that's the like where has he been all this time? They they that's the beginning. They they start off. I would say the first like twenty twenty five minutes is just. A, com- a combination of the history of Bardock, so you get the Goku, young Vegeta stuff, and then also the Broly stuff. And I don't think they needed that much time. They didn't need the story of Bardock stuff in there. But I, I've heard that Kira Toriyama, like, he didn't write that movie, the history of Bardock. Mm-hmm. So they actually recently did a manga adaptation of his version of the Bardock story called Dragon Ball Minus, I want to say. Um... And it, it, it's a lot more focused on Bardock as, like, a Jor-El character as opposed to, like, a a savage, like, warrior. He's much more... I don't know, it's... it's they Like, they used to make Saiyans seem like they were 100% just a warrior race where it's like, you ha- I don't give a fuck about my wife or my women. I don't give a fuck about my kids. All I care about is I have a kid with some random chick. I don't care that... We're not in love. It's just we're two fighters. And we just had a child. And a child now is going to be another fighter. And like they just ship them off. They don't care about them. But in this, there's actually like a family unit. Like Bardock has a wife, and there's like a big deal made about him and his wife, just like fucking Jor-El and and his wife sending Goku Superman off into space. There's a whole thing about that. Like there's a lot of time, I think unnecessarily so, but a lot of time dedicated to just that setup. But the Bardock stuff, I mean the the Broly stuff, it's almost like a reimagined version of what you see in the beginning of the Broly movie. Same like kind of basic concept. I like it better though, where Tar what's his name? Targus? Tar Tarble? No. Paragus. That's his name. His father's name. Uh in the original Paragus, same deal. Broly's power level is crazy high as even as a child. Uh King Vegeta, which is way darker, stabs Paragus and stabs the baby and then just sends them off planet right before Planet Vegeta is destroyed by Frieza. And this, it's the same initial concept where Broly's more powerful than even Vegeta as a baby. Uh, but King Vegeta is a lot more like humane about it. He just decides to just send the baby far away. And when Paragus finds out about that, he's like, you're only doing this because you're jealous! And then he goes follows the kid, but then they both end up being stranded on another planet without any means of getting off of it. So their, their ship's destroyed, and they're both stuck there. And basically, that's where Paragus and Broly grow up. Where Broly grows up, Paragus raises him on that savage planet. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a planet of monsters. So for 20-plus years, Broly's just been fighting random monsters on this planet to survive, and basically protecting his father the entire time. So they do a lot better job of not only humanizing Broly, because, like I say, he's Tarzan. He's just, like, he's just dumb. He's not like a bad guy. Um, and he's got anger issues, presumably because his father's abusive as fuck. Like, he doesn't think he is. Like, it's a weird thing where it's like, Paragus is like a shade of gray character. He's not really evil. He's just trying to raise his son the best he could on the savage planet. 
And because Broly's power is unchecked when he goes crazy, he put like that shock device collar on him. So basically, he raised his son by you know torturing him every time he got too powerful. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can kind of see why Broly as a character is broken. Like you know, what I mean, it's not a thing where it's just like he's. What was it in the original? Oh, is it was Kakarot. The baby just cried too much and it made him crazy. So he's like a Kakarot trigger. It's stupid as fuck. But in this, like it, it makes a lot more sense. And then Frieza, um, it's, the, the story is basically Frieza's trying to gather the Dragon Balls for a wish. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the reason's hilarious why he wants the Dragon Ball. Um, so I guess, is, this, is it more or less cemented that Frieza's good now, pretty much? Not really. He's more just like... Or like chaotic neutral? Not even neutral. He's still bad. But he's just not a threat. Not threatening anymore. He's almost like played off like Loki. Like, I want to spoil at least the uh, the reason why he's collecting the Dragon Ball. Because just in that, just in that revelation of why he wants Dragon Balls, you're like, oh, so you're not even really a villain anymore. That's kind of funny. Like it's it's hilarious what he wants Dragon Balls for. It? You want it? Yeah. All right. So I'm just gonna say spoilers from this point on. But for those that don't want spoilers, again, check the iTunes description and jump forward to the next section. Uh, I'd give the movie as a rating. I give it a solid more than passable. That's really high for a Dragon Ball Z movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're not a fan of Dragon Ball Z, you won't know what the fuck is going on. So you probably would freak that way lower. But if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z already. Or Dragon Ball Super, I think you do get you, everything you want out of this. Do you need to have seen? Granted, I've seen it. It's not like I'm asking for me, but do you need to have seen Super to like get this movie, or do you need to? Um, not necessarily. It does take place after the events of the Torment of Power, and they mention it once. But like, as long as you're familiar with the ability of Super Saiyan Blue, that's the only thing you really need to know. This, I mean. There's not much story, like, there's not much present day story. Like, there's, there's a lot of, like, backstory mm-hmm. and flashbacks. So, when they actually get to, okay, so here's, like I said, I'll give it more than passable, and here's the spoilers. The reason why Freeze is collecting the Dragon Balls, they steal six of the seven from Bulma. And as they're going to find the seventh, because they realize that Freeze is trying to collect them, Goku asks Bulma, wait, so why did you have six of the seven Dragon Balls? Like, what, do, what were you collecting Dragon Balls for? She tells him, I want to de-age myself by five years. And they're like, what? Why only five? She's like, because any more than five years would be too noticeable. And people would think I had plastic surgery. So I don't want to be too young. And then it immediately cuts to a conversation with Frieza and his henchmen. And the henchmen go, so immediately what you're thinking is, oh my god. And even Goku and them kind of speculate, like, oh, does he want Dragon Ball to become immortal? Remember that was his whole thing in, in Nemec Saga. Yeah. So the henchmen go, so they, they say what the audience is thinking. So do you want to get the Dragon Balls, Lord Frieza, for immortality? He's like, no, because I died. I realized that being immortal, you could be miserable. I don't want to do that again because I was dead for so long. Like, okay, so do you want the Dragon Balls to become invincible? And he's like, no, that'd be boring. Like, I, why, why would I want to be invincible? I want to, you know, actually earn my victories or whatever. So they're like, so what do you want it for? <laughs> and, it's, and the whole crowd die laughing. When, when he revealed this. But he's like, I want to be taller. And they're like, what? wait, wh- what? And he's like, I know that you've been, I, I, I know you've heard the rumors that people will speculate that I'm I'm the, the short, tyrannical Frieza. I want to be taller so people like respect me. 
And they're like, but you have the second form where you're giant. Like, why not just go back to that form? He's like, no, I want my final form to be five, five to be taller. And they're like, well, how much taller? And they're like, he's like, five centimeters. And they're like, wait, what? why five centimeters? He's like, because any taller, people will know that I did something like, that changed my body. So he's like, you're Bulma. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Akira Toriyama makes a parallel that Frieza is like Bulma. Uh-huh. They're both just vain. Yeah. So I was like, so right, and that's the beginning of the movie. So right there, like, so this movie isn't about anything. <laughs> there's no stakes. Like, it, even if he gets the Dragon Balls, who cares? There's, yeah. there's no like real menace to this. But then he crossed paths with Broly and Paragus, and because Paragus doesn't know uh, how Planet Vegeta was actually destroyed, you know, Frieza destroyed. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. He just thinks it's a meteorite or something. He's able to manipulate Paragus and Broly to help him fight the Saiyans. So he basically uses Broly just as like a fun pastime entertainment to fight Goku and Vegeta. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the whole premise. And then they just fight. There's no like... <laughs> it's not really epic. Like it... You just said it was. No, 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 no. The animation and the fighting is amazing. But I don't qualify that as epic. I think epic is when the stakes are high and when things feel larger than life. Things look larger than life because that fight is amazing. But like there are some things in the original Broly movie that, that was done better. And I think what was done better was during that fight between Broly and all the other Saiyans, there was legit moments where they were tired, they were beaten, they were broken. It felt like they would actually, I guess, lose. Like, you never really get that, that feeling in this. Like, Goku gets beat up. Like, like, he gets his ass beat at one point. But, like, there's never a sense of true desperation. And a lot of it's because they don't even, like, even entertain the idea of there being other solutions to beat Broly. It's only Vegeta and Goku, first of all. But then they also don't... Do the other characters even show up? No. Piccolo does like a Skype call. Like he calls in and is like, hey, Goku, you all right? I sent some power levels over there. You getting fucked up by somebody? He's like, yeah, your bro's kicking my ass right now. Uh, we're going to come to you in a few. And he goes to Piccolo for the fusion dance. Um, But, like, no, Ultra Instinct. Why does, was like, go to, why does he need Piccolo for the fusion? Well, you don't, you don't, you didn't watch any of the trailers, but that was a very major spoiler in the trailers. I'm like, he confused with Vegeta or Gohan. Well, Vegeta. Yeah, he confused with Vegeta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Vegeta doesn't know the fusion dance. He doesn't? No. Remember, he, uh, Gogeta's never been canon until this movie. But, you know, like, this is after Tournament of Power. You would think, oh, I'm getting my ass beat. If you really pushed your limits, Ultra Instinct's a thing now. But it's like they get beat up a little bit, and then they work to, like, first of all, they fight separately, then they fight together for, like, two minutes. And then it's like, man, we can't beat Broly. What do we do? Let's fuse. And then from there, it's just the ass whooping. Basically. So it was just like, I don't know. It just didn't feel desperate at the end. I'm not going to explain what they do with Broly at the end of the movie. So that's how they win the fusion? But how does that work? Didn't they say in Dragon Balls, like, super, because they fused to defeat, uh, to try to defeat Zamatsu or whatever the fuck his name is using the Patara earrings. And that's when they came up with that bullshit-ass excuse talking about, oh, the Patara fusion is supposed to be permanent, but you guys are using so much power or whatever, it, was, it wasn't it was fucking permanent anymore. And, oh, now it's only permanent if you're a god. Yeah. It's like, 
None of that bullshit was true nah, until man. this shit. I could tell you what happens at the end if you want. Yeah, tell me. Might as well. You, you sure? Because I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna be able to see it. Okay. So they fuse to become Gogeta, and it's just like there's no build up really. It's just like we gotta fuse Gogeta. I don't wanna. Let's do it. All right. And it's like if it's that easy, why was that even an option in the Tournament of Power? But whatever. <laughs> they fuse to become Gogeta, and there's not even it's not even like it's a a close fight. Gogeta just whoops on Broly. Like once he goes Gogeta blue and they fight. It's like, he doesn't even break a sweat. So I'm like, what makes Broly cool is his overwhelming power. But once he starts getting overwhelmed, it's like, I mean, it's badass to watch, but the, if there was no stakes before, but there's also, definitely but, no but stakes do, now. Do you expect anything different? Because they said time and time again, nobody is stronger than when Vegeta and Goku merge. Yeah, I understand that. But this is Broly, <laughs> and how they beat Broly in the original movie is stupid. And even they they it, they even kind of said it about Beard. Like if Vegeta and Goku was put their pride aside and fight together, not even fuse, but just fight together, not even Beerus can stand against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even if they lean into that more, because we sees them fuse or fused, and he goes, "Oh, so they're working together now." So they do make note of that. But I feel like there should be more to it for a payoff or something. But there really wasn't. It was just like, "Ham Gogeta." And now I'm going to whoop your ass, Broly. And then, like, how they beat Broly in the original movie was stupid with that dragon punch thing that Goku never uses again. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe my in my headcanon, the reason why it worked was because he gets punched in the place where Broly got stabbed as a baby. That was my favorite, like, theory about that. How he got beat with one punch. But, like, in this, it, there's no, like, exploitation of a weakness. It's just, like, domination. And then so much so that Broly has to get saved by there's a girl that gets introduced like a, a female girl that likes Broly she uses the Dragon Balls to wish Broly to go back to his home planet so literally when Goju's about to finish Broly off with the Kamehameha Blast Broly gets teleported back to his home planet with the monsters? yeah with the monsters um and then the end is based but, but the end but here's the difference between this and fucking Glass cause even though I was like oh it's kind of anticlimactic like I, Broly got beat like for him to be like so barbaric and hulking for like a majority of that fight and just get whooped at the end, I was like, mm, that's kind of weak. But then the ending was like applause worthy because there's a thing where Goku teleports to that planet, kind of helps Broly and the, the girl and another guy set up like a new home for Broly there. And the idea is Goku, like always, doesn't care, give a fuck about the universe because they've already established that if Broly loses control, just like in that fight, and no one's there to check him, he would destroy the universe. Goku's give a fuck about that. Goku's like, eh, whatever. A cool training partner. <laughs> you want to spar later, Broly? Yeah. And before he leaves, because they're like, how do you know we can trust you? It's like, you don't got to trust me, but, you know, just know that I'm a friend. And they're like, uh, so what, what do we call you? What's your name? And he's like, well, my friends call me Goku, but Broly, and he looks at Broly, Broly kind of looks at him and smiles, and he's like, you can call me Kakarai. I'm like, ah! The whole audience is like, because of the reference to the original Broly movie, uh-huh. yeah, but that's that's it. But that, but that ending was like, oh, that's awesome. Like I don't know that that to end on that line. I don't like it though. What? Only Vegeta could call him Kakarot. <laughs> I I don't even think it makes sense because like why would he tell Broly to call him Kakarot? There was no like, hey man, Saiyans or something. I don't know like why you call you tell everybody to call you Goku. Why him? It only works because of the reference. But I think it was. It was still a strong way to end the movie because in that moment you're like, "Oh shit, Kakarot!" That's just me what you're thinking. <laughs> um, 
but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool because at least it doesn't kill off Broly, so it leaves him open to come back in Dragon Ball Super at some point. But I don't know. There was just, there were just some things about the movie that was like, eh. But overall, it was a really fun ride. I can't even get mad at the pacing in the beginning because by the time we get to the action, it's like there's so much action. It over for me, it overrides the complaint of like there not being enough action in the beginning. Still weird pacing issues with the story, but you know it's a Dragon Ball movie. Whatever, it's still a better story than most Dragon Ball fucking stories. So I think it's good, and especially if you're able to make you like a character like Broly. Did you rate it? Yeah, yeah, I give it more than passable. Right. Solid. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, and Freeze is the MVP of the movie. He's hilarious. Like, do you want? <laughs> I don't want to spoil the whole movie for you, but there is a point where um. Broly like when Goku and Vegeta go to escape like when they realize they can't beat Broly together and they have to fuse to do it mm-hmm. they fly past Frieza who's like been on the sidelines the entire time going like like basically with Paragus rooting on Broly or like you know giving commentary he's a commentary person in this movie they fly past him and they're like heads up Frieza and then Broly's following them and because he's like doomsday at this point he's like berserker mode yeah. he sees Frieza and he just starts whooping Freeze's ass. Freeze's like, oh! <laughs> and it was just so funny because, like, a guy in my theater was like, Karma's a bitch! <laughs> because earlier, the reason why Broly turns Super Saiyan for the first time, uh, it was a hilarious moment. Again, every moment with Freeze is fucking hilarious. Uh, Goku's fighting Broly, and he turns Super Saiyan blue, and Broly can't keep up. And at, at multiple times during the fight, Freeze's turn to Paragus and been like, is this his limit? Like, is he done now? And Paragus is like, yeah, I think this is the limit. I don't think he can fight anymore. We should just go home. But every time he says that, Broly, like, you know, breaks his limits, goes Hulk, and becomes stronger out of nowhere. But this time, it seems like that's, he can't beat Super Saiyan Blue Goku. So Freeze is like, huh. He looks at Broly and Goku fighting, and there's a flashback to Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time when Frieza killed Krillin. And Frieza looks at, looks at Broly, Looks at Paragus, and he's like, you know what? I don't think it is his limit. And then Paragus is like, wait, what? And he immediately kills Paragus with like a laser beam to the chest, like unceremoniously. Just like, like Paragus is like, huh? God, dead. And Freeze is like, oh my god, Broly! A stray laser beam seems to have killed your father! And Broly sees that, he's like, Oh, he freaks the fuck out and goes Super Saiyan and then whoops Goku's ass and it's just I don't know that movement was fucking hilarious because then after that is when Broly sees Frieza and just starts destroying him while Goku and Vegeta fly away so it was just it was just a hilarious like turn of events where it was like ah ha karma bitch wow <laughs> yeah but I don't know it's, it's a really good it's a good movie like it was funny it was action packed I mean I would recommend seeing it solely for the animation though like it's it's a it's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So highly recommend it. I'll pirate it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. I mean, I I guess we'll save Young Justice and uh, Reign of Superman and the Flash. You can still at least talk about because you you I, I talked about four, five, and six last week, and you didn't see it. Oh, okay, so I just give my quick thoughts about Young Justice. Yeah. So Young Justice episodes seven through nine. Um, episode seven was interesting because it's a Vandal Savage. No, topic. not seven through nine. Four through six. 
Oh, four through six? Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I don't remember those. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't remember that. Um, oh, what we can't talk about, though, before we get into the news, um, the anime uh, we were recommended by our, our fans. Dororo and Puppet Master, whatever the fuck Puppet Master. Well, you watched the Ro-Ro-Ro-Ro. Yeah, I watched Dororo. <laughs> and I watched uh, The Promised Neverland. Do you want to give some quick thoughts about those? Because this wasn't even planned. Like, I, I didn't think that you watched either but then when i found out you watched the opposite anime that i did i'm like oh it works perfectly you tell me about the row and i'll tell you about the promise neverland Sell me on um, So, yeah, Dororo, I first found out about from Rashawn. Anime with my gay Jordan. But yeah, I first found out about it uh, from Rashawn. And he was just like, hey, uh, it's an anime that I'm watching called Dequisha. Dororo, Dororo, Check it out. Let me know if you're interested. Then last week we got all those emails saying, yeah, watch the Roro, Promise Neverland, yada, yada, yada. Now the Goblin Slayer is over and we need a new anime to talk about. Mm. So I watched the Roro and yeah, basically what they told us last week is about- The organs? Yeah, it's about <laughs> a, 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 a like a Japanese emperor. Or not, he's not really an emperor, but he's like a, the leader of a village more or less. That's what I got. Okay. And his village is in like severe famine- and poverty and he's just like i can't you know rule over a village that's you know going through all this drought and poverty and famine <coughs> and so he goes to this like temple of the demons to like pray to the to uh like a, sh- a bunch of shrines of demons because he's like i've been praying to buddha for all these years or for all this time and nothing's happening Mm-hmm. And I don't know who this guy is, but it's like his father or his father figure who tries to like plead to him like one final time, like you shouldn't be doing this. This is evil. You're praying to demons or whatever. So he ends up killing the guy. It was like in in like the most unceremonious way. He's just randomly just kills him. <laughs> Not an unceremonious death this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I'm 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 tired of praying to your God. Like, now nah, I'm going to do it my way. So basically, he prays to a bunch of demons are just like, if you, if you, uh, you know, make me the ruler of the, continue to let me be the ruler of this village and let it be prosperous and thriving, I promise I will give you 
every, everything that I own, everything that I have. And so he didn't specifically say what, but, you know, when you make wishes literally with the devil, yeah, it's going to be a twist. <laughs> you should have put something on the fine print. <laughs> so basically at this, around the same time that he made this wish, I, I don't want to say, it's not his wife. Basically, his booty call, more or less, just that he was trying to hook up with because he's trying to get an heir, was born around the same time that he was that he made the wish with the demons. But when the baby was born, it was literally missing all of it. Not just his organs, but skin. Oh, God. No, yeah, mouth, no vocal cords. It was just uh, a, basically a meat sack with no eyes, no mouth, but the baby was still alive. The baby was still alive. Oh, God. And so the mother... Wasn't horrified. She, of course, she was horrified at first, but she was like, "It's still my child. I'm gonna love it. It's still born. I want to take care of it. Even if it's, even if the child's gonna die, let it die in my arms." And the father, Whoa, dark, <laughs> yeah. But the guy, uh, the emperor, he saw the baby. Instead of being horrified, he was just like, "Oh shit!" So it worked. Yeah. So he, he like he's he pretty much smiled like sadistic asshole. Instead of like, oh shit, my son is fucked up. He's like, oh, it worked because it took the flesh and bones and whatever of my son. Okay, you, we're gonna make we can make we can make another baby. Like you rest up, we'll make another one because I need an heir. <laughs> like he just had he pretty much had no reaction. Wow. And so then it like f- flashes forward a couple like I don't know like sixteen years later. Village is prospering, yada, yada, yada. And then you run into this kid whose name ends up being Dororo. Wait, the monster baby? Huh? The no, monster, the monster baby? baby's the monster baby is somebody else. Oh, okay. But All the right. kid that you end up following, he it because it takes place 16 years later, but you're, you, you end up following a kid whose name is Dororo, the namesake of the show. And he's basically, from what I can gather from the first two episodes, he's an orphan and he's in poverty. And so he ends up stealing uh, some bread from this merchant. And they're like, they end up beating his ass. And then uh, the, the uh, I can't think of his name, but a guy comes who sees, uh, well, no, I'll explain it later. He sees the uh, little kid getting beat up and he doesn't do anything. He's just, he's just, you see him staring off into the distance and you don't realize, or the people that are beating him up don't realize they're not looking at him, but they see the guy cause they're, uh, they're on a bridge or they're below a bridge and the, uh, the guy that, that, that sees them is above the bridge and he thinks that they think they're looking down at him and they're looking up at him like, hey, are you going to get involved? Like mind your business. Not realizing that he's not looking at them. He's looking off into the distance. And what he ends up seeing is a demon that's coming to approach them. And it's like a water demon that comes and it like devours all the guys that were beating up the Roro. And then that's when the guy pulls up like he he starts ended up uh, performing these like badass matrix type martial arts skills, taking out the demon. And then that's when you find out. That the kid, that the guy that took out the demon was actually the little boy that was born with no that was born with no organs because his he has a he has a, a like a doll face mask. Oh, what the ass? What does he look like? He's still fucked up. No, he has like a doll face mask that ends up falling off while he protect while he ends up protecting Doro. He wasn't protecting Doroa. He just happened to be protecting Doroa coincidentally, but it happens to fall off, and that's when you see you see the 
He has no he has no mouth, no vocal cords, no eyes. So he can't talk. So he, no, he can't talk. He can't see. But you find out later on that f- even though he can't see a hit, like he can see aura, like he can see people's souls, and depending on the color of your soul, he can determine whether you have malicious intent or you're a demon or not. Okay. So most of the dialogue is coming from Dororo. Okay. And. <laughs> so Dororo's not even related to that those events in the beginning. He's just a random. No, kid? he's just a random kid. Oh wow! Okay. That you end up following, and then you also find another blind guy who ends up having the same abilities as I wish I could remember his name. It's it's like Hiyasaki or whatever. But <laughs> Some the, Japanese. <laughs> yeah. But the kid. But the kid that has the missing organs. He because they have the same abilities. He's able to explain it further to Dororo. And basically, like, yeah, this is what he can do. So the doll face guy is basically like the 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 protagonist's protector. Yes. Gotcha. And then, uh, I skipped something. The most important thing. Interestingly enough, once he destroyed the demon that he uh, killed, his face grew back. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, okay. So basically, what it, the it, they don't say this outright, but to this, and this is basically going to be the premise of the show. But because he because his father made a pact with a bunch of different demons from the shrine that he was in from the uh, demon temple. And so his son ended up killing one of those demons that he made the pact with. So because of that, it ends up giving back a piece of the organs that he stole. So every demon that he kills, he gets his his organs back, more or less. So he can talk now since he has a face? No. Wait, what? He just has a face. He doesn't have <clears throat> oh vocal cords. Yeah, he still doesn't have eyes. It's like the mummy. Yeah, pretty Remember much. Remember the mummy. <laughs> so he so so by episode two, he ended up killing another demon, and he got his like he just had his face back in episode one, but he still was missing skin. So wait, so but he episode, hasn't been killing demons this entire time up until he met Dororo. He has, but he hasn't been killing those specific demons. So it's a specific that, kind of demon that, that gives him the demons that made the pact with his father. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. yeah. So you kill those. Then you get, then you pretty much break the curse. So he's really the main character. Sounds like he is, but he's not. Okay, because you're, you're you're following the kid because he can't cause, talk because he, he can't talk. Yeah. so you can't really. All right, that makes sense. Okay, so, so what do you think about it? I mean, it's the concept. He hates is, it. No, <laughs> he clearly can tell he hates it. The, the concept is interesting, but I don't know. I feel like what they did with it, I was just like, eh, it's all right. Oh wow! I was actually intrigued from what you were describing. Like I don't know, like even the animation style, I wasn't really that big of a fan. Hmm. I wasn't that big of a fan of. And then also, I get it because of the the concept, the premise of the show. But I'm like, the kid fucking talks too much. <laughs> like, shut up! Yeah. So the the main guys talk enough, and this kid talks too much. He talks too much. I'm Got like, it. just shut up. He's a, he's annoying. Oh, he's annoying <laughs> to me. It's Japanese though, right? Yeah, it's in Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. So would you rate it? I'll probably give it. A, I'll probably give it a high passable. Okay, I mean, <laughs> high passable was like the, the like. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really like it that much either. Pretty I, much. That's like I, I realize that's where a lot of our reviews fall when it's like, eh, is that right? <laughs> high passable. Like, I would probably still watch it just based on the. I I want I would like to see where it goes, mm-hmm. but I'm not like, oh, Goblin Slayer next week. Is the whole thing out? Or no. is this, oh, it's, it's still coming out. Yeah, it's still coming out. Oh, okay. So it's the same thing with Promised Neverland then. Yeah. Uh, two episodes are out for you? Dororo? I would assume episode three should be out by now. Okay. 
So for Promised Neverland... Interesting that we like the things that we chose by accident because this is to me it reminds me a lot of not in like plot wise but just in tone to Made in Abyss and you hated that <laughs> so I did yeah so I'll be interested to see what you think about this um, the basic premise is just uh, and I like the fact that it's like a, almost like a mystery in the first episode until the very end but they have the intro in the first episode. And a lot of times in these types of animes, like when they have the intro, you can kind of parse what's going on in the show based on the intro. But the intro for this, even though I love the theme song, it's really generic. All it does is show the characters with a lot of like puzzle pieces kind of falling in the background. It's kind of weird. Um, but the the basic idea, and I have to spoil it to even give you the the concept. Do you care? No, I I have to like otherwise it's just be like it's about these kids they live in this weird facility and there's this gate and like they're it's like an orphanage but the the nun slash care keep caretaker of the orphanage who's like this nun like woman doesn't want them to go through the gate and the kids don't know why and you're following these three little twelve year old kids and the the whole orphanage is just kids from like four to twelve so it's all kids it's not it's not anybody older than twelve years old um. And, you know, the first episode is like you're introduced to this this weird orphanage in this middle of this forest. And they literally start the episode with the three main kids looking at this weird gate. And they're like, huh, that's weird. Why do you think Mama always says we can't go past this gate? Because it's dangerous? Yeah. But why is it dangerous? It's not really that dangerous. It's just a little, it's like a, it's like a waist high gate. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why is this dangerous? Like, what what's beyond this gate? What's beyond... There's like a little, there's a little gate, and then what there's like a. What about that shadowy place? Exactly, <laughs> we don't go there. <laughs> so like right off the bat, there's this weird air of mystery, and then we're introduced to the the, the orphanage and the kids in it. You know, you see the first three main kids, but then you see how they interact with the other kids in the orphanage, and the mother's super, su- the nun mother is super sweet, and like they're just going through their daily lives. They wake up, they have breakfast, they go out to play. Like just things seem normal. As far as you can have a, an orphanage in the middle of nowhere to be normal. But then they have these weird moments where you see that all the kids are wearing these white jumpsuits. That's kind of weird. And then you notice they make it a point to sh- zoom in on these weird little barcodes at each of their necks. And like, hmm, 
That's also weird. And now, in a world... Is a Holocaust show now? Well, well, I'm like, in a post-Goblin Slayer world, now I'm expecting the twist. Like, post-Goblin Slayer, post-Madoka Magica, I'm like, nah, son. They too happy. These kids are having too good of a time. The mother seems way too nice. There's these weird moments of, like, eerie suspense when they zoom in on these weird things. It's like... What's when's this other shoe gonna drop? Like, what is the what is the twist in it? What's the M Night Shyamalan twist in this? And then of course, um, they reveal that every like couple of months, a kid is you know adopted and the kid leaves forever, and the kids wonder, huh? You know what's weird? Never thought about it before, but no one ever writes us back. It's so odd because like we're such a family unit. Like we all love each other. Like why wouldn't anyone write us back at all? Like oh, it's because they're having a great time in their new homes. Of course they're not gonna write us back. Like they're 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 loved now. Like you know they don't have time to write back to an orphanage. And you're sitting there going, nah, these kids are dead. What the fuck is going on? Like you know you know it's something sinister. Like uh-huh. it's just too, it, it's 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 played off too happy, but with these weird earmarks of like oddness for it not to be something crazy. So that right there, that was the main red flag. It was like, why did they write back to us? I'm like, because they did. <laughs> I don't know why or how, but they did. What's beyond that gate? I don't know, but they did. So then the twist happens. One of the, and it's so fucked up. Because it's one of like the smallest, cutest kids in the orphanage. Like, I think six years old. You know, just like, uh, what's your face from Female Alchemist? Uh, Edward. Edward. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the Chimera kid. Mm-hmm. Same type of thing. She's too adorable. She's too cute. She got this little bunny stuffed animal that she always carries with her. It's like, all right, girl. <sighs> You're not getting adopted. Something bad about to happen to you. <laughs> she gets taken by the nun mother to go get it, you know, to go to her new foster family or whatever. And the two of the three main character kids realize that she didn't take her stuffed animal doll with her. And to be good friends, they run out there to give their their young orphan sister her doll before she goes off to her new home so they go past the little gate they ignoring her their mothers their nun mothers like you know warnings one of the kids is like yeah don't worry we'll get scolded together it's gonna be all right like oh okay cool they go past the the main exit gate and it looks pretty normal like it's just like a like past the the ominous actual doorway out there's like a uh like a weird truck and just some random knickknacks. Like, it's, just, it's a normal, like, garage almost. It's like, oh, okay. Because you don't even know really when this takes place. Like, it, they're just living in, like, a cabin in the middle of the woods. So it's like, I don't know how far in the future this is. If this is in the past. If it's a fantasy world. Who knows? Then they uh, they don't see anybody. So they're like, okay, let's, let's put her stuffed animal in the back of the truck. And then, you know, she'll find it whenever they go to their new home. They open the back of the truck. The, the girl does anyway. And she sees what's in the back of the truck. And her face goes white. And the little boy goes, what's wrong? And then he goes to the back of the truck. And then his face goes white. So what did they see, Michael? The kids? Well, just one kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. That little girl? The little girl. Dead. Yeah. Like, ghostly dead. Like, like contorted. And her face is like, her eyes are wide. Her face is pale white. I don't know how she was killed, but she was killed. They freak out. And then they hide underneath the car when they hear somebody coming. And what is it's two people, but you don't see them, and they're talking in a way that sounds like there's people, but then the revelation is they're demons, 
and there, there's these weird, like, monstrous... I can't even describe what they look like. They're just, like, they're weird, monstrous forms. And the, the revelation is, they're apparently... This, it's not an orphanage. It's a farm. A farm for people. And these creatures literally farm these kids, and I guess there's some kind of... like They don't show you the outside world at all. But I, from what they're saying, it seems like there's some kind of network of monsters that, like give six-year-olds to other monsters, like high-class monsters to eat. Like these, like kids are basically a fine cuisine in whatever this demon world is. And apparently, the older you are, the more succulent your brain is. So a six-year-old is like, like a Burger King burger, but a 12-year-old or 13-year-old is like a fucking steak. So the reason why some kids are left longer it's to basically age them like a fine wine so when they're like 13 years old, they can sell them to the highest demon bidder or something. Mm-hmm. But again, it's all, this is, you only get that one conversation and you don't really even know what the outside world looks like. But the kids freak the fuck out, of course they do, and they escape, and they, but they leave behind uh, the kid's bunny and the demons find it. And then they also realize that the mother is working with the demons. So she's like an enemy. That's what they call her. Like, oh, she's an enemy. <laughs> but from there, it becomes this like in the second episode, it becomes like this really tense, like mystery thriller, where the kids have to like the the two main kids are the ones that know, and they eventually tell the third kid. But they basically have to play this game, like this mind game, with the mother by always wearing a smile and not actually tipping the hat that they're the ones that went out and, 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 and doubly make sure that she doesn't find out that they know what's really going on in the greater world. Um, but a lot of it's like a mystery of what the fuck are they going to do? Like, you're kids. You're, you range from age 6 to 12. How the fuck are you going to be able to escape this place and also survive presumably in a world of demons? Because they still haven't shown the outside world. But there's a moment where because like the, there's a girl and two boys. One kid's really pragmatic. One kid is like the typical main character of any anime. And one kid's like a, a girl. And she's like super positive. She makes the statement that I want to escape. But I don't want to leave anyone behind. I want whatever that girl was that died. I want her to be the last death. And what the pragmatic kid's like. Like the three of us could escape possibly. But you're not thinking... The, uh, no 12 year old is like this but like he's like you're not thinking a step beyond apparently the he is yeah I was like but you're not th- but you need a character like this because otherwise it's like there's no hope for them but it's like you're not thinking beyond the escape like from what you've told me about these demons like they're selling us to other demons so that means there's a society of demons outside of this place how could we possibly escape and and hide like 30 something kids that are all 6 years old you know what I mean? Like there's, the, the, there's overwhelming odds of you can't escape. There's no, and if you do escape, how are you gonna survive? What is the world like out there? If demons rule the rule the world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, it seems like the anime is gonna be a lot of planning a way to escape, and then if they do escape, how many are gonna live, or how are they even gonna hide or survive in in the world that is like you know. It's a world of monsters, and they're just children. So there's, there's like this elevated sense of like, this is an insurmountable 
issue. Like, you can't do that. Adults wouldn't be able to get out of this. <laughs> and they're all kids. So it's like, part of the reason why I'm intrigued is because I'm just like, how the fuck are they going to do this? Because they, they make it all, like, in the second episode, it was very hopeful. It was like a thing where she's like, no, we're going to save everyone. And he's like, you can't. There's no way it's going to work. And she's like, and there's a moment where it's like, okay, she's, she realizes now that it, for any chance of survival, it has to be just those three main characters. But she's like, no, I refuse. We're going to find a way. Everyone's going to live. And she ends up convincing the other two kids that they have to save everyone. And it's just like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way you're going to get out of this. You know what this reminds me of? Minus the demon part. Have you ever heard of or seen the movie The Island? I have. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it is kind of similar to that. Yeah, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. For those of you that don't know or never heard of it, uh, The Island is a movie that came out in like the early 2000s with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. And basically, it's about a facility of people all dressed in white in a, uh, I just mentioned, a facility. And they're basically on lockdown because they were told that the outside world is toxic. Mm. They are the only survivors of a more or less post-apocalyptic, I forgot what they said, the, what was the cause, but they're the only survivors of a, like a post-apocalyptic world and they're told to never venture outside, to only stay in this facility. Mm -hmm. But then the twist, spoilers for almost 15-year yeah, movie, 15-year-old movie, but basically it turns out that, that that was all a lie and all the people in that facility are just clones. Mm. And because just like you mentioned before, like people end up leaving they go. They ascend to what they call the higher floor or whatever, but it turns out that they are taken out of the facility because they're the clones of people outside that are dying of like a terminal illness that need like a brain transplant or a heart transplant, something that you can't duplicate. Yeah. So they make a clone of some. They make a clone of yourself to like to transfer like a heart. Yeah, yeah. To do heart transplant, and that's where they they end up finding out that they're nothing but you know. Organ donors, basically. Organ donors, basically. And so yeah. now they're trying to escape because they want to live mm -hmm. and make their own island. So that's basically the premise of... See, but at least in that situation, there was minus, a world yeah. to get to. So the demons are basically their, their, their uh, originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are also just all children. <laughs> so it's like... So, I mean, so yeah, the, I mean, they're technically children in the sense that they were created not that long ago. Yeah, but they're... I mean, like, but they're physically still, they're adults. They're physically they're adults, yeah, yeah. but... Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it seems like insurmountable odds. So, part of me is just like, I want to see how this is going to end. So, I actually am intrigued. Like, I I do want to keep watching this show just to see where it's going. And I, I, it's like this weird chess game between the kids and, as of right now, anyway, the caretaker, because she kind of knows that they know, but she's not absolutely sure. So, it's this thing where like, you're kind of like, they're, they're, they're playing this, like, this chess game with her throughout the second episode that thing is going to continue throughout at least most of the series but I don't know I don't know where it's going to go I don't know if they're all if the, if the whole series is going to be inside the orphanage I don't know if they're going to get out early I don't know if there's going to be more graphic deaths I don't know because I mean like it, it wasn't like Goblin Slayer um what's the word brutal mm -hmm. like there was the, the kid was killed more psychological yeah 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 but I don't know, something about, like, kids in situations that are, like, far beyond their means of getting out of. 
I find interesting. That's why I like Made in the Abyss too, because it's like these kids are way in over their heads. <laughs> but to see how they can be like how they can like use their heads to get out of it, use their brains, use their wits. That's interesting to me. So I recommend it. I recommend at least watching the first two episodes. Yeah, I, I mean, I was planning on watching. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. So, yeah. would you recommend that I watch the Roro? Yeah, but you're not really a fan of like body horror and all that stuff, and you definitely see the organs and. <laughs> it's not as graphic as like mucus falling from somebody's pores. Oh fuck, man! <laughs> that you no mentioned Junji Ito. Junji Ito. No. Yeah. <laughs> all right, then yeah. So we'll we'll uh. <laughs> we'll swap we'll animes. flip-flop. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, and that's it for Anime with Mike and Jordan. You want to get news of the week? I, I feel like you're fading. So, like, let's do this quick. I'm like, I'm fucking tired. Yeah, I can I'm see it in your face. Clock. I'm like, Ugh. There are moments where your eyes kind of glaze over. I'm like, you about to pass out right now? <laughs> hey, Mike, Mike. I'm like, it's, Mike? Been, almost, it's been almost 24 hours. <laughs> We're almost there. Uh wait, emails. Oh, emails. Yeah, you're gonna fall asleep during emails. <laughs> Are you sure? You uh, could you can answer them. You can save it for next week. No, just do fucking emails. Right. Wow. <laughs> he said just do fucking as he pulls out a pillow. <laughs> Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna well. Alright, emails. Our first email comes from Trevelyan Rumley, Mob Psycho 100. I'm back because I've got a fight for a dope-ass series. Did you ever see when Mob goes 100%? I believe it happens in episode three. Trust me, young ones, you're I think missing we talked out. About, I think we talked about this because I watched, I watched like half of one episode of that. I didn't get to finish because, again, I fell asleep. I didn't finish that. But, I, yeah, I don't Mob, think I got to Mob Psycho three. 100 about the guy that has like... ESP or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. fighting ghosts or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, you read that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, read this one already? That's what I was saying, because that's how I found out about it. No, nah, it came out. It was a Tuesday. You sure? Yeah. Just sleepy ass. Sure it wasn't next Tuesday of last week? No, it was a Tuesday of this week. I think it's because I we mentioned it, but then I said I didn't see most of it. Remember? I was like, I've only seen like the first episode or two. I don't know. But he's asking me if I've seen... Episode three where he goes a hundred percent. Remember, like 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. Right, read it. That was it. Oh, uh, you tired as fuck. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> but he says, "Yeah, you're missing out on a great show." I actually, I, I actually am gonna go back and rewatch or watch uh, season one because it's only twelve episodes. So might as well. I heard season two is even better. Yeah, I've only seen the first half of episode one. one. Yeah. It's got and a it fucking looked, phenomenal theme it looked, song. It looked cute. Animation is a little weird, though. It's it's like One Punch Man's ugly stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next email comes from Aaliyah Piat. Checking in for the women. Hey, guys. I tried to leave a review, but as we all know, the iTunes app can be trash. Yeah, I don't know why it's gotten even worse. I haven't left one in a while. Just wanted to say, keep up the good work. And to all the other female Blur Vision listeners, you are not alone. We in here. Oh, I guess because we talked about not having any female listeners. Uh-huh. Just had to stand up for the movie Little and say the reason it's such a big deal is because Marcy Martin actually pitched the idea herself. Yeah, congratulations to her. She's now the youngest executive producer in Hollywood at 14 years. Also, representation matters, Jordan, lol. Anyways, keep up with the good work. 
if I, I can't even say if I wasn't, about this. If I wasn't so sleepy, we'd fight. I'm like, oh, we'll fight again, but I don't have the energy. I ain't got to fight about nothing. I, I actually concede in one sense. That's because my girlfriend said that she agreed with both of us. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> it is a win for representation, but it's also a very contrived movie. So I was like, yeah. I guess my main issue is like advocating for something on a podcast that I feel like has nothing to do with what we do. So maybe that's why I I, dr- I got triggered by it. Like, oh, this is stupid. Like, what are we talking about this? <laughs> but it's not even like we're doing a review. It's just talking about the trailer. Yeah, but that, why don't we talk about a lot of other black movies that are just trailers? We talk about things that are nerd fandom. Yeah, but this could be fair. I mean, no, what can't. what's being a nerd no, <laughs> or being a geek? Is that you're passionate about something. Are you passionate about what the, little? What the hell? You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> no, but, I, but, but based on the trailer, I liked what I saw. Not even get into it. <laughs> it's black big. I just want representation that is fucking good. I'm too tired again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it, it might. I even said it yet last week. I think it it could be good. I don't know. But I'm just saying from what I saw in the trailer, to me, it's fucking contrived. It's it's fucking it's trite. We've seen it a million times. Yes, I know. We should still have examples of all things representation. But it's like I'm not gonna champion something that one I don't know if it actually is good, and two from what I've seen, it looks bad. Ish. What you're saying, champion? Nobody even said champion. I just talked about the trailer. That's not even. You're champion. promoting it. We are a podcast. Everything we talk about, we promote in some way. Are we that big to <laughs> With that logic, we could we should talk about like every black movie if it looks kind of interesting. Yeah, but no, uh, every black. Granted, we talked about Proud Mary, but that was just because, that was you. <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was me. But it's that was also because I knew it was going. I knew it was going to be a bad movie, and I wanted to talk about it just because I knew it was going to be a bad movie. You, thought, you knew it was going to be bad. I had a based on a trailer. We talked about this. We was like the trailers. They don't look like they're showing. I, like, yeah. I, I have a feeling the movie's going to be bad. That's why mm. I was like, we should watch it. I remember that. I don't understand how you think that's a feeling. That you have bad, You think that movie's going to be bad, but you don't think this is going to be bad? I didn't get that from this from this trailer. I liked what I saw from this trailer. All right. But what I was trying to say, what was I saying? Oh, but for this movie, like specifically, it's literally, granted, it's going to be, it's, it's not going to be little, like literally, literally, but it's clearly about a girl with some type of witch magic, and she, wake, <laughs> and she wakes up in the body of a child. Like it's not like it's just a regular movie, like the best man. Clearly, there's some magic or whatever involved in the movie. It's not just a regular movie, man, motherfucker. If Freaky Friday had come out this year, you would not be like, let's talk about the Freaky Friday trailer. Same shit. You don't know that. I do know that. It's you only talk about because it's black. Admit that. You know that. <laughs> You know that. I talk about white movies. Again, Freaky Friday, you would not even mention this podcast. We just came out this year. <laughs> but anyway, again, when I say shit like this, people only hear all lives matter. <laughs> but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I want quality. And if I'm going to talk about something, it's but just least- the, But just the fact that you say I want quality presupposes that it's not going to be good. We do that all the time. This is what we do. <laughs> On the podcast, we prejudge things all the time. But because of this, and this is... I hate this part of our community as black people that when people hear me saying this shit, they all they hear is fuck black women. But it's like, how many times have you seen me support representation? How many times do you see me champion things that are are like things that are culturally relevant for black people? But if I say one thing, it's like, nah, that's stupid. People are like, oh, you fucking hate black people. 
Like, it's ridiculous. No, it's not that at all. And this movie, just like any other movie that looks fucking generic as hell, and I call it out for it, I'm going to call this movie out for it too. I wouldn't even do that if we didn't talk about it, but since you wanted to bring it up, yeah, I would be like, uh, it's kind of basic. To you. To me, it looks like, to me, it looks fun. Okay. That's All why, right. I, yeah. I hope the critics actually side with you, so I'm wrong. I, I, I actually do hope the movie's not bad. I'll say that. Do you? Yeah. I don't, I don't want it to be bad. I'm just going by what I've seen in the trailer. Because I think it is cool that a 14-year-old black girl produced her own movie. But also, it seems like a movie made by a 14-year-old. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you say that like it's a... Support support the movement. That's that's what I'm talking about. That that right there. I'm not going to support it just because it's black. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> but I'm an asshole for saying that, so I'm going to move yes, on. Yes, you are. Because <laughs> how many times do you keep saying, oh, I'm disappointed by Godzilla movies, but you keep seeing them. Come a Godzilla and then you fan. you keep being disappointed. So, so wait, what, is, what does that have to do with anything? Because uh, because I think one thing is bad. Because you, because you also say, "Oh, we've seen it before." Like that was your point. We've seen it before. It's just a black version. It's like, well, how many movies of Godzilla have we seen? But you still see it. What does that have to do? One is a movie that, or a franchise that I actually like. The other is a a almost carbon copy version of Big, but with a black girl, or Freaky Friday combined. Yeah, but all the Godzilla movies are just carbon copy. Version or I like Godzilla. <laughs> I'm not a huge transferring bodies genre fan. Like what? But no, but that's not the point I was making. I'm not saying because you're not a fan of, but your point was you keep saying we've seen it before, so who cares? That's your point. You're saying, oh, we've seen it before. So But one thing is generic as in the plot and its premise. The other thing you're saying is a franchise that I actually have enjoyed in the past. Those aren't comparable. Like, if, if Big was a, or if Little, see, I'm, I'm interchanging because it's the same damn thing. <laughs> if Little was a franchise and there were past movies in that franchise I enjoyed, then you have a point. But Godzilla's a franchise that has had multiple people working on it, and some I like, some I don't. I have no attachment to Little, other than, well, I guess it's a black movie, so I should support that. Like, what? There's got to be more. It, it, you're by, by just supporting things that are black, you're also giving credence to the, the, the other side's argument of, oh, you only like X because it's black. Like, you know what I mean? That's an argument people use. And if you just willingly support everything just because of, it, of its representation, then, like, you're giving, you're giving ammo to those people that complain about that stuff. But no, but you're also saying uh, you're only supporting it just because it's black. I can name a ton of black movies that I had no interest in seeing. I I said I said it again. When I watched the trailer, I enjoyed the trailer. I liked what I saw, which is what I wanted to talk about it. That's I didn't just watch. Well, okay, I didn't just, I didn't just watch the trailer just because. Oh, it's a black movie coming out. Let's talk about it. There's a lot of movies and trailers that come out. That I don't talk about. I talk about unless it's like obviously like a big superhero like like fucking Dark Phoenix. I didn't give a fuck about that. But that's a major X-Men movie. We have to talk about that. But most more times than not, if I'm talking about something like Love Simon, The Greatest Showman, A Star is Born, shit that's typically not, you know, superhero related. It's cuz I I like what I saw. Mhm. And I wanted to talk about it. Okay. I don't remember what my point was, <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, I remember. You said, oh. You, you said, I remember. Because yeah. you were like, oh, you're only talking about it because it's black. It's like, no, I'm talking about it because I like what I saw. 
you, know, you can give me any excuse you want to. You know you only talk about that movie because it's a black girl producer. That is the only reason. Because it's, I it's so I, unrelated and to I liked anything what else I, we talk about. And I liked what I saw. Yes. Okay, bring that up in a news thing. Let's not do a whole piece about it in a trailer talk. Let's break down the generic trailer. Remember when but she made it into a little though. girl? That is new. Tra- this is the news section, no, which, is, no, includes tra- not what you which brought- includes trailers. <laughs> that's not what you brought it up in. You brought it up in our trailer talk highlights. You didn't which is part like- of the news. It's the whole news section. You can literally- I, only, I only talk trailers hey, during hey, the news. Remember that, remember that thing you do when you do like a rapid fire of news? Maybe that should be in the rapid fire section. Because, hey, here's a cool thing to note. A 14-year-old black girl made a movie. Oh, that's cool. And that could have been the whole conversation rather than, let's talk about this trailer. All right, we're not going to like what I have to say about this trailer. <laughs> That's the difference. But if I'm going to talk about the, the I might as well talk about the trailer because the trailer dropped. Okay. We're never going to see eye to eye on this. And I'm actually kind of agreeing with you because, like I said, my girlfriend who, I keep saying that in the podcast, people are like, you're oh not my a, God, you're, you're, not agree- you're not agreeing with me. You're only agreeing because she said something. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see i'm too tired are you you just woke up for that conversation yeah now i'm drained again wow all right let's see next email comes from shutter lens films appreciation what's up guys it's your friendly neighborhood xander here i'm gonna start only emailing because itunes is trash it is i just want to say that our podcast is great oh that your podcast is great it's got me through hard times homework and walks from school to home with the fan base that you built and the group chat, even if I'm there like once in a blue moon, same. <laughs> it feels like a family, and that's why I came out to everyone that, uh, and that's why I came out to everyone there as bisexual. Anyway, I think this email is starting to get long, so I just want to say I really appreciate you both and stay nerdy, my blurdy. From our pal Xander. Um, that's really sweet, bro. Thank you. Yeah, it's good hearing from you, Xander. Yeah, Sorry, miss you, I dude. just like I, I just realized I was like I sound really tired now. <laughs> kind of asleep just now. <laughs> Your eyes were closed. <laughs> But yeah, it's good to hear from you again, Xander. Yeah, and yeah, I'm glad you were able to do that. I'm glad we were able to help facilitate that in any way, shape, form, gas, liquid, or or oxygen, nitride, whatever. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> You're losing it, bro. <laughs> um, let's see. Any other emails? And from Juan Rojas. Oh, this is why I didn't say I have a girlfriend. Jordan has a girlfriend. <laughs> First, I want to start by saying congratulations, Jordan. I'm so happy for you. My whole family was surprised and wishes you the best. Besides that, I don't know if you guys remember, but from last week's episode, you guys talked about Disney making a rated R movie, and I don't know if you guys know, but the new Kingsman movie will be the first rated R movie under Disney since Kingsman is part of what Disney bought from Fox. Is that true? I don't... I don't know. Wait, wait, because- he says, I think not 100% sure. So <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know because I think once the merger goes through, I think Disney's still going to keep Fox. Like, they're not going to dismantle the Fox name. Okay. But it's still just going to be all under uh, one umbrella of Disney. But I think they're still going to, that'll be like they're more or less out of doing kind of like I mentioned before like how they used to do New Line Cinema it was still Disney but it was New Line Cinema and that's when they got to do their like rated R stuff and I think Miramax yeah yeah so I think Miramax. it's going to be the same thing they're, st- they're still going to produce movies under the Fox banner but it's still obviously you're, you're just going to know that it's still Disney one says anyways I tried watching Black Clover and it's not happening <laughs> I feel the same way like I, I'm, I, I don't I, I, haven't, I haven't even tried to rewatch it I just hear <laughs> 
it's too much. I like, can't. You, you got to binge a lot to get to a place where it's like, oh, this is kind of good now. Like it's unless you're crazy or just had that amount of time, I would never recommend watching Black Clover. Um. Anyways, it's not happening. I tried. Blah blah blah. blah. But I'm I would fine. recommend watching Little because it doesn't take that many hours. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I changed my mind. I hope it sucks now. <laughs> I hope it sucks. So I can be like in your face, Michael. <laughs> um, well, I hope Godzilla, King of the Monsters, sucks. No! So I can be like in your face, Jordan. No, don't do that to me. Um, uh, la, 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 la. I'd rather watch. Wait, no. I'm five episodes in and and I'm not doing it. <laughs> Lol. I'd rather watch the Seven Deadly Sins movie 80 times. <laughs> Michael, have you finished Seven Deadly Sins yet? Yes. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. Were you not listening? Listen to the the movie review. When is what is what is going to be the next commentary? When is merch coming? I like pancake. What? <laughs> I like pancakes. I love you guys. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. So merch is coming soon. I'm actually working on Power Rangers and Worthy merch right now, which the next step is Blur Vision merch. Um, commentary. I don't know. I don't know what the next commentary track is. I think the next bonus on, episode. I'm working on a black gay comic geek logo. Yes, he is. Did I show it to you? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You, know, uh, you don't remember nothing. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. What date? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the commentary is going to be, but our next bonus episode for Patreon is going to be uh, most anticipated. Most list. anticipated movies of 2019. Yeah. We need to... Not glass. <laughs> yeah, not glass. We need to do that like next week ASAP because 2019 is almost over. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> By the time we... <laughs> oh my God, wait, wait, what? What did I miss? <laughs> um, And I think that's it for emails. So let's get into news of the week while you're still awake. Let's do this. <laughs> she's the black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. No, they just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga but you better not. If he says that shit to you, you his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want to hand me down. I don't want any gay things. I don't want It's all straight and white. What's going down? <laughs> Michael News. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, trailer talk, not little. Uh, <laughs> but John Wick 3 finally released its uh, Chapter 3 trailer this week. There's no escape for you. The high table wants your life. The right, the unright of all wrong. Tell me what you want. Passage. I can't help you. To reach the unreachable star. Do you expect him to make it out? A $14 million bounty on his head. And everyone in the city wants a piece of it. I say the odds are about even. Dark, five seconds. John Wick, excommunicado, in effect, in three, two, one. And away we go. Because another big trailer came out this week and they're like, wait, don't forget, don't forget about me. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about John Wick 3. Parabellum. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, it's called Parabellum? Yes. I didn't even know there was a subtitle. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. 
What does Parabellum mean? I don't fucking know. <laughs> SAT words, John Wick. Yeah, I got a little score on my SAT, so. Yeah, okay. Um, What did I think? Yeah, what'd you think? I think it looks like John Wick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. That's the extent of my like how I feel about it. I mean, it looks like I don't know. I feel like they just keep amp- upping the ante, like but just in ridiculous ways. So now you've got like John Wick on horseback with samurai swords and all this ridiculous assassin shit. Uh, I mean, I, it looks cool. I mean, I, it's I assume this is gonna be a fun breezy action movie. I feel like only the first John Wick really had heart, and that was because of the dog thing. So unless they're gonna kill his dog again. I don't see this movie being like, you know. I mean, there are two dogs in this trailer. So. <laughs> they both die in the yeah. first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, though. It looks interesting. I like the fact that, you know, it's basically John Wick versus the world now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the, the moment in the trailer where it's like, huh, city filled with assassins versus John Wick. I think it's about 50 <laughs> 50. It's like, oh, okay. All right. So this is going to be interesting. It's Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. A fucking pencil. <laughs> but yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it too. I I I liked this trailer, and it was cool to see Neo and uh, Morpheus look, again. Yeah, again together. <laughs> I hope Morpheus is in this more. Yeah, I hope he does more. Yeah, he wasn't Lawrence really that Fishburne. Yeah, he didn't really do much. Yeah, he was the weird. But I'm assuming guy. he he has to have a bigger role in this one because John Wick is in hiding, and that's his thing. Mm, true, true. So I'm curious to see. I'm more so curious. Of how, because I'm assuming this is going to be the final movie. Yeah. So I'm more curious if John Wick is going to die or does he take over the organization? Like, how does he get out of this considering the his entire spy organization is now after him? There's no, it's like an endless stream of, of assassins. So, like, how do you get away from that? Because if no matter how many you kill, there's still going to be more coming after you. Yeah, what's the end game? Yeah, so what what is the end game? Hmm. I, I, maybe he's just trying to escape to some, like... Because even if you go, Island I feel like even if you go to another country, they're they should they're still probably in that country. Yeah, maybe he's, he's gonna be on a cruise ship forever. Like he's gonna get his seems like Logan. He's gonna get a boat going in the ocean. That's gonna be the end. So that's that's what I'm more more curious about. But yeah, it looks bad. At, like I'm pretty sure all the stunt work is gonna be pretty badass because you know Keanu Reeves has been learning his own stunts and doing his own stunts for this movie. Oh yeah, he's a badass. To, to help and that helps make the camera work and you know all the punches and uh, you know all the stunt work feel more impactful and striking. Mm-hmm. That's why his shooting looks so good. Yeah. Because he actually can shoot. So, haha, that's what he said. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see it. And, I mean, Holly Berry doesn't look, Holly Berry doesn't look bad in this movie either. Oh, she's, yeah, I forgot she was she's, she's She's been doing a lot of training, too. So, I'm curious to see if she is on par with Jean Wick. She's still fine as fuck. Holly Berry. She is. Holly Berry. And I'm like, you. If you told me she was she, if you told me she was still in her thirties, I wouldn't doubt you. And she's how like, old is she? She's like fifty. Holy shit! She looks really good for a fifty year old. Uh, let me. She's a total gilf. Let me look it up. Grandma, I like the fuck. <laughs> I know that she's fifty two. Jesus. Yeah. Damn, black don't crack. She looked good. Good. Well, <clears throat> speaking of something else that looks good, Tom Holland's... Di- oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> but oh, Spider-Man Far From Home. You're Nick Fury. Put some clothes on. Let's go for a ride. Is he going to be okay like that? 
Might want to turn him over so he doesn't swallow his tongue. I think Nick Fury just hijacked our summer vacation. Awesome! You got gifts, Parker, but you have a job to do. Are you going to step up or not? You're all alone. Your friends are in trouble. What are you going to do about it? You don't want any part of this. He's like Iron Man and Thor rolled into one. He's no Spider-Man. What is it with you and Spider-Man? What, he looks out for the neighborhood, has a dope suit, and I really respect him. Sup, dickwad? Trailer dropped, and it was, now it broke Sony's record of the most YouTube uh, trailer views in 24 hours. Oh, Sony's record. I'm Sony's. Like, what? Sony's oh, Sony. record. Okay. Not YouTube. Yeah, or the MCU. Or the MCU. Just Sony. At 130 million views, but yeah, so uh, which is 14 million, what's 14 million more than Spider Man Homecoming? So, yeah, what'd you think of uh, Far From Home? I was disappointed that there was no shirtless scenes of Tom Holland. How old is he in real life? Like 20 something? He's he's 23. Okay, so it's not creepy that you're not getting it's not creepy this. at all. <laughs> he's old enough to drink. Okay, um. I mean, other than the fact that it completely spits in the face of the in-game trailer. <laughs> My God, Spider-Man is dead. Oh, no, there he is. He's fine. <laughs> so, spoilers. We know he's not going to end up staying dead. We all knew that, though. I was going to say, we all... I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, they've announced fucking Doctor Strange too, so we know he's coming back. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the theory that this movie, like the bus that he was on Infinity War was going to this field trip. Yeah, but I think that was a dump. That's a dump thing. You don't return back from overseas on a bus with no luggage. Damn it, I like that theory. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it for me. Uh, but yeah, I'm thinking this trailer. You know, the and plus, Kevin Feige said, he confirmed that this movie takes place minutes after, unless he's lying. He said Oh, this- wait, no. I thought, I thought um, the theory was that if at the end of Endgame, time gets rewound, so there's no Thanos attack. So that but so it still takes place after Endgame, but now time's gone backwards. So that bus was going to the 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 airport to go on this trip. I don't know if that's true. But, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I doubt it's true, but I thought it was a cool theory. Um, but for this trailer, I mean, you know, I think it's cool Plus, that. Oh, sad. Stan Lee was driving that bus. Oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, wait, isn't this the last movie with cameos in it? Presumably. It's far from home. Yeah, yeah. it is. Oh, that's going to be sad. But yeah, I mean, for the trailer itself, I mean, I enjoyed it. It, it recaptured that, that, that spirit of the homecoming movie. Um, I like seeing. Uh, the elementals that Peter's going to be fighting in this movie, which clearly, because of the reveal of Mysterio at the end, that's definitely not like a Sandman, Molten Man, or Hydro Man duplicate. Those are just like holograms he's, that he's making. I f- yeah, he's, he's, I feel like he's, basically he's going to be Syndrome. Yes. 
Cause even what's his name? Uh, From Mysterio. The Incredibles, if you didn't know who Syndrome was, yeah, yeah, like who the fuck is Syndrome? Jake Gyllenhaal confirmed that him and Spider Man are brothers in arms. So like, I think the idea is gonna be that he he's presenting as a superhero, but you know he's only he's making these these villains to make himself seem like an actual hero when in fact he's the one behind the scenes pulling all the strings. Um, which is interesting. Interesting. That's interesting, but I hope. They don't do that to the point that now these characters don't necessarily exist. What do you mean, Hydro Man? Yeah, Sandman. Now the, they're just illusions, more or less, but they're not actually—they're not actually real characters. I hope they don't do that. I mean, the way they're going though with the MCU, it seems like they're never going to double back to those villains that we've seen in other Spider-Man movies. I mean, really think about it. Like, I don't know what the third villain is going to be in this trilogy, but from Vulture. To Mysterio, it's like the C list of Spider-Man villains. So it's like maybe this is the way they're gonna like you know. But at a certain have point, Sandman and Hydra-Man. But at a certain point, especially considering Kevin Feige said he wants to have like seven Spider-Man movies, I would like to see the more like a Norman Osborn. I would like to see a Sand. Oh, I would too. I would like to see a Sandman. Yeah, we're not gonna get Venom, but. I don't think Sand. If they were to just use Hydro, the idea of a Hydro Man and a Sandman in this movie, I'm yeah, not, I was gonna I, say I really maybe not a Hydro Man, but a Sand, because uh, but a, but a Sandman, mm. I would like to see. That's Hydro Man isn't as big as say Sandman is. Not to say Sandman is a big villain, but he's still pretty iconic. I could see them reusing Sandman in the MCU because Sandman was like the major villain of Spider Man Three. I could see them reusing Green Goblin and maybe even Venom, but Sandman, I feel like this is their way of getting that character out the way in their own twist. I wouldn't mind that. I don't I don't want a Sandman movie that bad. So having him be a, a secondary villain in this, even though they're not called Sandman, Hydra Man, Multiman, they're called like Inferno. I don't know what their name is. I don't know what I don't know they're, what they're weird. Called. Ma- Magnum uh I don't remember. They're just they're just weird names. It's not people assumed it was Sandman, Multiman, Hydra Man, but it's not. Um, and you know, the Nick Fury bookend, you start the MCU with Tony Stark meeting Nick Fury. Now it's going to be kind of a team up between Tom Holland, his Peter Parker and Nick Fury after the end of the Avengers arc. So I think it's kind of interesting. There was some ultimate Spider-Man vibes. Very much so. Yes. Ultimate Spider-Man. They even got the stealth suit in there. They got the, the black suit with the web wings for gliding. He has a white uh, spider on his back, similar to uh, PS4. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm digging. I'm digging. The, the suit designs are awesome, and I'm liking everything I'm seeing. Yeah. Like, oh, and fuck the haters. Yeah, motherfuckers. Zendaya, 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 Zendaya is our MJ. What? <laughs> Remember that bullshit at the homecoming? It's not really Mary Jane. She's just she's not gonna be the main character. She's Michelle Jane. Get out of here. <laughs> but funny enough, is I, Michelle Jones is that her name? I don't know. Oh. But funny enough, uh. There's, there's also rumors that Zendaya and Tom Holland are dating in real life now. That's always what happens. I feel like it happens to every single Spider-Man actor. Pretty much. I did it happen with. I don't think it happened with Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, did it? No. I don't think so. But uh, what, Toby. I, <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say is, considering they both have musical backgrounds, I'm like, I'm waiting for them to bust out into some a song and dance. Oh my god. Oh my God! You know I want you. I was literally about to say that. I'm like, that would be an amazing recreation because that, that was basically a Spider-Man moment. I was just about to say that he's already he's already Spider-Man. Yeah, flying around, <laughs> fucking. I rewrite the stars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But uh, funny enough, like 
granted, this is the same company, but at the same time, I'm like, wow. I don't know how. What? Personal stuff. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll say after the podcast. But gra- yeah, granted, it's the same company, but it's not really because it's Sony. So I'm like, I don't really know who cuts the trailers, but I'm like, this is the first trailer of Spider-Man Far From Home, and I'm way more hyped about this than I am in all the trailers of Captain Marvel. And I don't know if it's more so because I have more of a connection to Spider-Man, but I don't even think so. I just think it was a better cut trailer for a first trailer. Wait, then what? Captain Marvel. You're not even listening. No, I, I was dealing with that thing. I just talked Cap- about it. I was saying this is a better cut trailer than the first trailer of Captain Marvel. Oh, for sure. For it to be the first trailer compared yeah, yeah. to the first trailer of Captain Marvel. Well, this is so I was like a teaser, which is like, oh, it's a yeah. trailer, motherfucker. No, it's like, a trailer. What is this? <laughs> it's a trailer. That's what I was saying. I don't know who... Like, I know it's the MCU, I know it's Marvel, but I'm like, I don't know who cuts these trailers, because I'm like, why, they should get the same person to cut the trailer. But anyway, yeah, I'm just looking at everything, like, what's-his-face suit, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio? His suit looks fucking great. Oh, yeah, with the fucking bubble head, too? It looks good. Yeah, like, and I wasn't even just talking about that, but just, like, the gold on the uh, gold plating on the on the suit. And then... Uh, the MCU's so good at making the suits. The thing, the thing now that I strike strike me is weird, or not even weird, just more curious. I'm wondering what the route they're gonna go with Mysterio because when he was fighting what looked like Hydro Man, he his his like green energy was making like Doctor Strange like symbols. They so weren't like, those. You freeze frame on those. They you said they, they they're, they're kind of pentagramming, but they're not. Have you did you freeze frame? I what didn't they freeze look like? frame. No, I they're just, actually like a I just saw, because I saw them like rotating within the beam. Yeah. So I'm like, the only time we've seen that was in Magic. Doctor Strange, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, are they going to change his origin and actually say he's magical? I mean, you could also not say that he's basing it on what he's seen in Doctor Strange. Because yeah. if you freeze, it actually it's it's not like pentagram stuff. It's actually like Illuminati eyes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, it's, but it's not exactly like the Doctor Strange uh, hand stuff. It's similar. That's why I think like it could be a thing where he's mimicking how Doctor Strange's powers work. Which is, I think it's so funny they, they they go like, oh, he's like a combination of Iron Man and Thor. Thor, it's yeah. Like, what the no, Doctor Strange? Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's not as popular. Maybe. He's not like mainstream hero. Yeah, because I was thinking like you think about the first Doctor Strange movie, he didn't really fight out in the open. He always fought in the mirror dimension, so they probably don't know who the fuck Doctor Strange is. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm just really surprised but the suit looks he damn does, good. Apparently, <laughs> well, yeah, because I I mentioned before I was like before before the trailer came, I was like I feel like it looked weird with him to have that fucking fishbowl on his head, but I'm like, no, it actually it doesn't look that bad. So, but yeah, overall, I'm excited about the trailer. I'm ready for this movie to come out July 5th, day after Independence Day. So yeah, Spider Man, Far From Home. I'm interested. I'm in- I'm interested in what's going on between Happy and Aunt May. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. I hope it's just like Happy flirting and not like a thing where it's like reciprocated. I do not want fucking John Favreau and Aunt Bay to be banging. I mean, they might because she looked like she was like, oh yeah, thank you. She's like, no, a no, what a downgrade from Tony Stark that is. <laughs> but there actually, there's something else in the trailer that I'm like, oh. Is maybe Iron Man dead? Because there's a moment where uh, Happy says in the trailer, I, I think he's talking to Peter. 
He says, we're alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen people taking that line and being like, oh, my God, is Tony's dead? Yeah, why are we alone? <laughs> I mean, it could just be they're alone as in they're alone on the plane or they're alone in the country because Tony's just not there. It's possible. My bigger thing is, I know they do this in the comics all the time, but it's like, you know, Spider-Man's a New York New York-based hero. How the fuck is he in Europe? Out of nowhere. Well, because Peter Parker is... Well, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> but the world has to be like, Spider-Man, aren't you in New York? Why are you here? And I, I don't know. It's to me, it'd be like odd. It'd be like, wow, isn't that crazy that we took a trip to Europe at the same time Spider-Man did too? Looking around suspiciously. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess you could... Uh, like... What am I trying to say? I guess you could like play it off with the Shield angle because it seems like Nick Fury is. Or she could be like, "Oh yeah, Spider Man's working with Shield." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to see how that stealth suit comes into play. I I hope going forward that not even just Nick Fury, but they use Shield more throughout the MCU like they should have prior to these movies. Yeah, after Winter Soldier, he just completely did away with the S.H.I.E.L.D. concept. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like... The first phase had S.H.I.E.L.D. I feel like there throughout. should be an overarching presence throughout all of these movies. Like, talk about connective tissue. Not even just movies, but all the properties. Like, I've always felt yeah. that way from the beginning. Yeah. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be the government eye that watches everything that goes on on Earth. Mm -hmm. And then S.W.O.R.D. is supposed to be the ones that watch, watch, watch stuff in space. So I'm mm -hmm. like, you got Daredevil, Luke Cage... Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, Spider Man, Iron Man, all these movies. Like Word. Aces of Shield, the show, they would go and like uh, uh, investigate things that are way less conspicuous than like Runaways with a dinosaur running around. Yeah. <laughs> like so I'm like, there should be a Shield agent involved in some of this shit. Yeah. Like you got aliens on Runaways. Like yeah. again, it doesn't have to be Clark Gregg. It doesn't have to be. It is shaking like all of California too. The alien ship in that show. Yeah, it doesn't have to be Chloe Bennett. Like some send a shield agent. Yeah. But yeah, I hope hopefully going forward they do that with the MCU as well. Because I'm like, you got three movies coming out this year with Mar three Marvel movies coming out this year. Nick Fury's in all three of them. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Next trailer. Uh, what is this? Next trailer is going to be the well. It's not even a trailer. It's just real quick, a little teaser that Ghostbusters a continuation is coming out. Are you excited? I don't care. <laughs> the Ghostbusters teaser? Yeah. I'm. I mean, it's just a teaser, so it's like I have nothing to base my excitement well, I, on. Not, but I don't mean like the. Tra I'm just saying, are you excited that another Ghostbusters and it's going to be a continuation of the original? That's the only reason I kind of care, because it's a continuation and not a reboot. Because I, mean, I I like those stories where we pick up with characters years later and see what's going on in their lives. It also kind of sucks, though, because Venkman's dead. Yes. But make it part of the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could incorporate it. Yeah. That, that's why Unbreakable, I mean, that's why uh, Glass is a disappointment for me, because they completely mishandled that concept with Unbreakable. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not gonna say like I'm like super hyped for. It. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I'm a guy, but I am I am interested. I'm just like, eh, all right. Mm -hmm. So the one, so the other, so the one you did didn't make any money. So I guess you're gonna try to dip your toe back into that well. Yep, that's that's really the more like apprehensible part to me, just the fact that like I don't know they tried 
to like I don't know play to a certain audience that just didn't care about it and then like after the backlash you're like all right let's just do that thing that maybe we should have done like in the first place like you know what I mean like to me it just completely sheds light on the fact that like that all female Ghostbusters was a complete debacle like why even bother yeah because like that that to me is another thing that's like you're pandering like was anybody asking for all female Ghostbusters like you can have a girl on the team but like why why all female or at least make it part of the story. Like, say they happen to all have... Or be the daughters of the original. That's what I was just about to say. They all happen to have uh, girl child, girl children. Yeah. And then they just pass the mantle. Yeah. Then that would make sense. Mm-hmm. All female Ghostbusters yeah. passing the mantle to their children. But when you reboot it, just to be like, now it's all girls, it's like... You gotta... And we're completely ignoring the what came before. Yeah. That's what people left a bad taste in people's mouths. I was, I was rude for that movie. Did you ever see it? I didn't see it. It was trash. <laughs> you missed I heard, nothing. I heard. <laughs> but uh, what else? So speaking of something that I'm hoping is not trash, uh, another trailer, more or less teaser, uh, released of Shazam. Daily Batson, I choose you. Say my name so my powers will become yours. Shazam! I'd like to purchase some of your finest beer, please. Shazam. A lair. Yes. If you have a location, like on a cliff, like a castle-esque type thing. Overlooking some water. Overlooking some water, splashing on rocks and stuff, then we will take that. Experience it in IMAX. And I show a little bit more (laughs) footage of the story. A TV spot. Yeah, a TV spot. I'm like, well, isn't it weird to release a teaser after all your, the trailers? Like, what? Yeah, because I think they only released one trailer so far, right? Oh, yeah, there has only been one trailer. Yeah. So why release a teaser after the trailer? I don't know, but I like it. I, I like, like I like, I liked it, though. Yeah, yeah you're right. I definitely like what I saw. I, I, like, I like the conceit that it, it's like... Yeah, I know DC's super serious, and that's what we've always been about. But and even says in this, he's not so serious. Yeah, and they set it up to be, look like a serious superhero movie, but it's like, nah, he's just he's a jokester. <laughs> Can you direct me to your finest alcohols or whatever, <laughs> your finest liquors? Yeah, that's funny. It is. I, I like I say, I, I like what I saw. I, I'm hoping this movie does not disappoint. Me too. I'm hoping it's I love, the second. The I like. Second, uh, I like hit. Zachary Levi. He and I getting married. I'm hoping the DCEU just keeps skewing I, I like up. how you just ignore that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You love him. <laughs> you want to fuck we, dudes. I get we, it. <laughs> we, t- we took a picture together. Oh, that's right. You did. When I saw him on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. What was the end? Uh, an original musical called First Date. Oh, okay. And it's basically about first date. I, I assume so. Yeah. <laughs> but I hope the DCEU But not with a dude. Keep, not with a dude. <laughs> I hope it keeps skewing up. So I hope Aquaman was the first step in the right direction. I hope Shazam continues that trend, and I hope Wonder Woman, you know, rightish direction because we didn't like love Aquaman. No, 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 but it's a good first step. Yeah, it's it's like you're washing the bad taste of all the previous DC. Movies yeah, I would say if Aquaman was like the first movie we got without all the other. I think I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, if the DCEU was just Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and then Aquaman, I would have a lot more hope for the universe. Agreed. Right, like. Because if those were all building up to a Justice League movie, they're about the same amount of quality as the Phase 1 movies. Like, other than Iron Man 1, the Phase 1 movies weren't that amazing. You know what I mean? They were good, but they weren't like, oh my god, these are game changers. No. Yeah. 
I think First Avenger got better over time, but when we first saw it, it was just like, yeah, that was all right. For a Captain America movie, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. But then Winter Soldier, I was like, oh! Yeah. Like a lot of the Aquaman But issues. a lot of people, a lot of people don't, didn't really like Thor 1. I liked Thor 1. I didn't hate Thor 1. I hated Dark World. <laughs> I didn't hate Dark World. I didn't hate Dark World. What I hated was the fact that Thor's mother died. T- no, fucking took out uh, not Voldemort. Malekith. Not Voldemort. Yeah. What do you mean took him out? You mean like burned his face? She almost killed him. Oh yeah. Why? What's wrong with that? She's a goddess, bro. But still, like. Oh, you sexist. You know, <laughs> I made this point before. If your if your show is about if your movie is called Thor and like he's supposed to be the protagonist he's supposed to be the one that takes out the villain but yeah you got the side character that's basically almost taking out your villain that kind of to me that diminishes the 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 threat level of the villain but isn't she like the the Hera of the Norse mythology shouldn't she be strong yeah but Thor is supposed to be the chosen one he's supposed to be the one that wields Mjolnir okay but she died <laughs> like she got beat like she still lost but she didn't die because she actually lost she because she got caught off guard I forgot how, but how did she die I, exactly she was fighting I, him she was fight. she she was about to kill him but then I forgot what happened something, something distracted yeah something distracted her and that's why she died uh-huh. it wasn't because she like like lost loss I, I think it's kind of cool that Thor's mom was a badass <laughs> And that's not that's not to say she shouldn't be a badass, but the fact that she was able to take out the main villain okay. so, like easily. Yeah. I was like, okay, that makes your villain look super weak. I mean, he kind of was. <laughs> but then it's like, what's, what's the point of this yeah, movie? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I didn't have an issue with that, but I get where you're coming from. But anyway, so yeah, uh, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, that that that's the villain for Shazam because all I really know for Shazam is Black Adam. Like I know who the actor is, obviously. That's uh, I can't think of his name, but uh, he plays Sinestro. And uh, he, oh, Mark Strong. He was Merlin and uh, Kings. Yeah, Mark Strong. Yeah, but I don't know who the actual. I don't know who the character it's is. So but weird. Yeah. I don't know actors' names, but sometimes I can pull them. It's like some deep part of my brain has these names. I just can't access it all the time. <laughs> or faces. Yeah, or faces. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 excited, Dad. I'm look, we're looking for a, a layer, a layer. <laughs> preferably something on a mountaintop yeah, or whatever. Like, you know, water, like yeah. hitting rocks, that kind of thing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it looks funny. It looks like a, like it's just a f- comedic Superman movie. I'm down for it. Yep. And I, and I feel like if it's written right, it could hit you in the feels. Because basically, at the end of the day, it's about a kid trying to emulate, hopefully they go that route, but trying to emulate one of his favorite superheroes. You know what I mean? You could use this movie. Who, Iron Man? No, Superman, Michael. <laughs> remember, uh, remember him? Why Why would he try to emulate Not that? the angry dude that's always scowling yeah, in BBS. Like, he doesn't look angry at all. <laughs> Can you imagine he's just like, I'm being Superman now. <laughs> like, no, 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 that's not how you do it. Um, I don't know. If you do it right, though, you can make Superman feel like the beacon of hope in the DCEU without even having him be in the movie. You know what I mean? This this is a good opportunity for them to make it really feel like D- Superman is the symbol of hope in this universe. Just based on how he affects this kid. Yes, you can. Even though we're never going to see a Superman again. All right, Obama. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, moving on. Speaking of Obama, 
We got a new black superhero coming to Mortal Kombat 11 with a reveal trailer. And his name is Garrus. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think about Garrus and the fight choreography and his powers and his moves? And are you excited about Mortal Kombat 11? Not really. I'm not, it, I'm not a huge it. gamer. You know me. But, uh, I mean, it look, character looks cool. Guys, he's trash. <laughs> I've had traumatic game experiences. <laughs> Have you? Yes. What? What? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just one tear is on my face. Why are you always lying? I'm not, though. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> what would I lie about that? <laughs> but I will speak. The trailer... For Mortal Kombat 11, I mean, it's just the same people that make Injustice, so it's just Injustice feels, but because it's Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat is like one of the first major fighting games, and it has more, not just story, because of the all the lore that is built, but it has more of a place in my heart than an Injustice game. I'm definitely excited. I'm hoping it's better than Mortal Kombat 10, because that, mo- that game was fucking terrible. So hopefully they retcon all of that shit that they did with Mortal Kombat 10 with killing Luke Kang and Raiden going into back in time. Like, girl, please fix it. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Garrus character, he looks pretty badass. He looks, based on what I've seen from the gameplay trailer, it looks like he's going to be another god because there are a bunch of different gods. Like Raiden is the Thunder God. Uh, I think Shinnok was the Wind God. Then you had another one that was... Uh, fuck. I don't remember who the, I don't remember who the other one was, but then I guess Garrus is going to be the sand god more based more on like Egyptian mythology, but he's not really going to be Egyptian because if he's a Mortal Kombat god, he's from Outworld. But yeah, his power set looks pretty dope. It's brutal and I'm excited. So I'm definitely going to be playing as Garrus because they don't have really, I don't really know. All they got is Jax. What if I hear Garrus, I think of Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, all I really got is Jax in terms of like black characters in Mortal Kombat. Mm. Hey, that's it. Blackout Metal Arms. Yeah, Blackout Metal Arms. Yeah. <laughs> so give me more. Black Liberation. I hope they do. And they always have like a, a special DLC character. Like uh, one game they had Freddy Krueger. Another game they had Jason. I hope this time they, they had because they haven't revealed it yet. But I hope this time they do Spawn. I want Spawn. He would work perfectly in a Mortal Kombat game because he's fucking brutal too. Yeah, for sure. Although with some of those moves... Finish him! Some of those moves, I'd be like, how the fuck are they still alive? See, <laughs> like They'll do like cutscenes where like their yeah. skull cracks, but yeah, then they're still fighting. Hit the face and yeah, they're still, and they're still fighting, and I'm yeah. like... Nah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if I kick somebody and their, their spine cracks, I don't think I could get back up for round two. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> But anyway, speaking of uh, people getting back up for round two, so uh, you got in this series people that can destroy planets, throw giant waves, and yet they still get up. So they're making a game, action RPG, for Dragon Ball Z. You know me, <laughs> homie. What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, according to Bandai Namco, they are working on a new action RPG set in the Dragon Ball universe. And it doesn't say uh, 
if you're going to be able to play as a new character that is within that universe, if you're going to pick Goku, Vegeta, Gohan. But I'm curious to see how it's going to work because it's not just a fighting game. It's an RPG. So I'm more curious to see the mechanics of how that works. Yeah, that's interesting. A Dragon Ball Z RPG. How, yeah, how do you, like, moving around and leveling up? Yeah, and, do you level up the Super Saiyan? How's that work? Yeah, I, I'm, I would assume so. If huh. you're doing that, you probably start from the cell. I mean, from the uh, from the Saiyan, Saiyan saga. saga. Raditz. Yeah. Or the Raditz saga. Hmm. Go. And I wonder how far up they're going to go. Because if it's an RPG, that means it should be long. So... I feel like if anything, if they're doing Dragon Ball Z, they should start from the the Raditz saga all the way up to Boo. That would be fun. Hmm, yeah. If they're doing that, way, or you're freaking picking a new character, and, which I wouldn't be necessarily be a fan of. Did you ever play the everybody? Dragon? Everybody wants to be a Saiyan. I mean, yeah. Like, let's be real. Who who the fuck wants to be a fucking Namekian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna ask. Have you ever played the Dragon Quest games? Because Kira Toriyama used to do art for that stuff. So they have like a very Dragon Ball Z aesthetic, but it's they're RPGs. I don't think I played them, but I've seen the gameplay. Okay, it's a very slow paced gameplay. So I'm like, is Dragon Ball Z gonna be like that? That'd be weird. Interesting though. Yeah. Uh, speaking of something else that's gonna be interesting, that's you're still not gonna play, but you might still look at it. But I might look at it. <laughs> yeah, you look at it. But apparently it's also been announced that a Power Rangers fighting game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For the Battle, consoles. Battle for the Grid mm-hmm. is coming for PlayStation, Xbox, mm-hmm. and Nintendo Nintendo Switch and PC. Yeah, I might play that for nostalgia alone. So yeah, uh, you saw it's gonna be take place like span like twenty five years of Rangers. So it's gonna be like Time Force, Mighty Morphin Ninja Jack, whatever. I don't know. Ninja Jack. I don't know. I don't know the other. What? I don't know the other Rangers. I stopped watching after Turbo. So said Ninja Jack. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing somewhere. I want it to be now. But yeah, I stopped. Go watching. go Ninja Jack. <laughs> like who? See, I'm pretty sure you could do Turbo Rangers and all that stuff. But I mean, it looks. Yeah, it looks like a Power Rangers fighting game. I rather a Power Rangers. Have you ever played the Power Rangers? Uh, action. Not not RPG, but action game for uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I. That's if we're gonna do a Power Rangers game. That's what I want. Well, like the end where Zach is like dancing on the car or whatever. Yeah, well, like today's graphics. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so fun. Like a side scroller kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. That Megazord fight the end was amazing. You remember like when he they turned gold, like the big robot, and you thought you beat him, but he was like, ding, and his health bar came back, and like, okay, fuck. Now, now you're doing too much. I don't oh, remember. Oh, all never that. mind. <laughs> but I did play. There was a one. There was one uh, place. I mean, uh, place. Why well, I keep saying PlayStation? Power Rangers fighting game that came out for Genesis because they never released the action RPG for Genesis. They had it was only a fighting game, and that was pretty fun. Playing. Is that the one that was based on the movie? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think the uh, movie was out yet. I might be thinking of the Game Gear version. Because I don't remember there being a green... I don't remember there being a White Ranger, but I did get to play as a Green Ranger. Oh, yeah, no. The one I'm thinking about had a White Ranger in it. Okay. And I was... Pre- I mean, I was pretty fun for a little bit until it got boring. Fighting... I mean, fighting games don't really hold my interest for that long. Yeah, same. Most because I suck at them. <laughs> 
Like, I'm excited for Mortal Kombat. I'm excited for Power Rangers. I'm excited for Dragon Ball. Even like, uh, well, no, Dragon Ball Z is not a fighter. But yeah, I'm excited for him. But I'll play him for like a little bit. And then I'm like, all right, moving on. Mm. Uh, speaking of moving on, you know who's not ready to move on? Leslie Jones. She's pissed off about the Wait, announcement. Ghostbusters, girl? Of the, yeah. She's pissed off about the announcement of the uh, Ghostbusters continuation with the guys. And she said, she released, she came to Twitter and said, so insulting. Like, fuck us. We didn't count. It's like something Trump would do. Trump voice. Gonna redo Ghostbusters. Better with men. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> Why are you talking like Trump? Because she said Trump voice. Oh, okay. Huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Uh, so annoying. Such a dick move. And I don't give a, and I don't give a, and I don't give a fuck. I'm saying something. So yeah, she's pissed. She's clearly, she sounds pissed. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. A, I don't know. Part of me is like, if I was in her shoes, would I be upset? But at the same time, it's like the movie didn't make any money. Like, so are you surprised? Yeah. Stop hating, Leslie. <laughs> yeah, and it was panned. Sorry, sorry, girl. I I was rooting for you. Did she get her? I actually, she has a lot of reasons to be pissed because she took a, the most shit for that. Yeah, she movie. took the most shit, and she even got her like nudes leaked because of that movie. Oh, uh, that I don't, I didn't know about. Yeah, like people hacked her phone and shit. Like she got like abused by the internet. It was fucked up. Oh wow! Of course, I've seen the nudes, but that's neither here nor there, Michael. <laughs> okay, I was yeah. morbidly curious. <laughs> well. And guys, if you hear banging, it's because our people upstairs are like hammering something. Yeah, the 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 Michael Cave is not as secure as the Blurred Cave. <laughs> no, it's fucking annoying. But yeah, I'm gonna call some different, huh? If I have the Blurred Cave, maybe you're the Gay Tower. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> oh, so you know what I'm saying, like the the Justice Tower or whatever. Why does that have to be gay? I was trying to incorporate black gay into it. <laughs> the black gay tower. That just sounds like weird. That sounds weird. The rainbow portal. The rainbow portal? Yeah. What what's the portal? You just can't you came in my room and closed the door. Yeah, but you, I'm you, I'm trying to base it on something DC universe. You portaled into my room. There's no there's no portal in DC universe. Yeah, they're like a boom tube. That's not okay, this so to be the The Rainbow Tube. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Rainbow Tube. Alright, I'll go with that. <laughs> entering. Blurred vision. C one one nine. So why isn't Mount Gay? Wait, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Mount Gay. Mount Gay. All right, that's there we go. <laughs> Who's gonna mount? Oh, never mind. Oh anyway. my God! <laughs> Speaking of mounting, it looks like Glass is mounting number the number one box office spot for this weekend with uh forty million dollars. <laughs> which is pretty good. How many of those people were pissed? <laughs> it's pretty good, but it's still below their expectations of what they thought it was going to bring of $50 million. Uh The Upside with Kevin Hart is number two. Dragon Ball Super is number three. Mm. $10 million for the weekend. That's really good for an anime movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Aquaman has dropped to number four for $10 million, which is still pretty good. That is in the top five. And still holding on strong, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse for the top five for this box office weekend. Uh, Escape Room is number seven with five million. Okay. But it uh, brought in a total of 40 million. And uh, Bumblebee's still in the top ten, too. It's like Bumblebee, even though it didn't make that much like opening weekend, it's, still, it has, it's a movie that has a lot of legs. 
because as of right now, it's uh, past $400 million at the worldwide box office. Mm. So it's like slowly making money, making money. It's just not like, like Aquaman is already at a billion. So, I mean, I guess that's still, that's good for Bumblebee that it's like proving to hold legs mm. for the movie. It deserves it. It definitely deserves it. Yeah. Just like Spider-Man deserves yeah. to make all the money in the world. All the money. But you know what doesn't need to have all the money in the world? Shazam. Not because of the movie. Yeah, I was like, what? But guess how much it costs to make Zachary Levi's suit? Oh, I know this. Oh, well, it's A not million. fun. One million motherfucking dollars. <laughs> One million motherfucking dollars. Why'd you call him Sam Jackson? Because. <laughs> why? Then, I mean, as cosplayers... We're, I guess that's why you're saying why. It's like, what yes. the fuck materials do they use? But, I mean, the it probably went through so many different like processes to make that suit. I know us is like, that's ridiculous. But I'm sure, you know. I'm like, you can get spandex for like $150. <laughs> I, I'm almost certain you could remake that suit like to almost near movie quality for like a thousand something dollars. At most. Like maybe two grand at the absolute most. But yeah. a million? Yeah. This is what we need to get fucking become actual costume designers. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't see what you spent. What? Because it's muscle padded? Well, then they said they made 10 of them too. So is it a 10 for a million or is it a million each one? I don't know. It just says Zachary Levi's Shazam costume costs 1 million to make. So maybe it's just that one. And there's t- and then it says, and there's 10 of them. So that's 1 million. I'm, so I'm assuming. It's 10 million together. Yeah, 10 million all together. And it can't be just the muscle padding. Otherwise, it would say his costumes cost one million to make. Yeah, it's not even like there's like anything electronic in it, because that that yellow symbol gets lit up with post effects. Yeah. So it's like where? Yeah, where is that money? It's like <laughs> somebody. Yeah, it's some costume designer total, is rich as fuck. I right told now. a ten million dollar costume budget, and that's just for that one costume, not including the other costumes. But I'm just like. Movies be wasting fucking money. I'm like, so you spent $10 million alone just on that. Now you got to spend money on the other stuff, plus the sets, plus special effects, mm-hmm. plus you got to pay the actors, that's plus you got to pay the caterers and the production budget. And it's like, that's why fucking movies have such big budgets. But you don't need, like, what the fuck? No, it's because we're thrifty as fuck and we can't afford a million dollars. I'm not paying a million dollars for a costume that, girl. Hey, I agree with you, man. I'm, I'm with that. That's fucking like, that's ridiculous. Girl, what are you doing? That's crazy. I guarantee you a cosplayer can make that for two grand. Maximum. Including the muscle suit. And the muscle suit alone is probably like a grand. Yes. But like you you get that suit detail, die sub it, you fucking get like I don't even is it even textured? Maybe it is a I little don't bit. I think so. Oh, let's say it is, you get you get some screen printing on it. Yeah, two grand max, dude. Maybe three max. But a million? I would say no more than five grand. Yeah. Even that's a fucking lot. It is. But a million? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that money's going. <laughs> Can I get some of that? Somebody just pocketed $900,000 plus. Like. Especially considering some of that costume, when you see the final product, it's definitely got special effects over. Because when we saw just the pictures... Yeah, it looked really bland. It looked bland. Yeah. The color saturation was weird, too. Like, it was, like, really red. Yeah. But it's not post-processed. So I'm just like... That's another thing. It's like, not only do they make these costumes, but then it's like, 
they have an extra layer of security with like the CG they do over everything, or or even just the color grading of the movie. So it's like they get an extra oomph. So your costumes even have to be that fucking great because they're gonna fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me, but you know what does it make makes sense, sense to me? We need to become fucking costume designers. Fuck this cosplay shit. Appa- apparently, <laughs> that's where the real money is. Well, you need. To, I don't know how to do shit. <laughs> but speaking of something that does make sense to me, apparently, uh, Fantastic Beast Three has been postponed, and uh, now it's rumored to. Uh, it was supposed to come out in uh, 2020, but now it's rumored to be pushed back for whatever reason. It doesn't say why push back but it's probably because the fantastic beast 2 didn't make as much as they wanted it to make so they're probably like rewrites but because of that and this is the more important thing and why i bring it up because fantastic beast is delayed now more than likely that's going to push back the flash movie even more oh because ezra miller because ezra miller oh he didn't have to be in that movie (laughs) (laughs) god damn it do I even care? I don't know why. Do I even care? Why do I even care about this Flash movie anymore? <laughs> Same with Batman. I don't care. It's like I didn't even Ezra Miller's The Flash. I wasn't even that sold on. Like no. I don't like his portrayal of Barry Allen that much. No, at all. Like to carry a movie like that, I don't. Ugh, whatever. All right. <laughs> but speaking of something else, I don't care about. So your favorite movie that's coming out this year, most anticipated movie, number one most anticipated movie of 2019. New Mutants. Oh, yeah, great. Woo, horror movie. It's been, uh, according to uh, comicbook.com, it's saying that the film is going to be delayed again. (laughs) Again? Again, because of reshoots and stuff. And so because of that, it's looking like they might not even release it in theaters now because it's being pushed back so much. Oh, that's a good sign. <laughs> that they that they might just release it on Hulu. What was the last movie they did this? Mowgli. Uh, oh, right. Mowgli wasn't terrible. I didn't see it. It was it was all right. But it's also saying all right because it was on Netflix. And I have to go to the movies to see it. So, you know what I mean? It kind of softens the blow of my critique. Yeah. So, as long as it's not... Uh, Cloverfield Paradox bad because <laughs> New Mutants was supposed to come out next month because Cloverfield Paradox was the same way right wasn't it like originally supposed to be like a movie release but then they yeah. were like no 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 we're gonna just release it on Netflix yeah like it was supposed to come out next month but then they pushed it back to August and now they're saying they're gonna push it back again yeah that's not a good sign yeah it's not a good it's sign it's not a good sign <laughs> yeah so they're like at this point because then they originally pushed it back because they were like we gotta focus more on the horror on elements. the horror elements yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not sound too good. <laughs> I was like, at this point, Disney's about to own Fox, so it's like, what's the point of having it? Like, yeah, I mean, not even Hulu. I'm part of it. Was like, and I get, I guess you already, you're pretty much shot most of the movie, so you got to release it to some aspect, recoup some type of money. But I'm like, yeah. just shelve it. Who cares? Just shelve it. I feel the same way about Dark Phoenix. Just no, you got to release it, even if it's terrible. I got, I got to see the train wreck. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta watch it. Yeah. Sometimes the train wreck is fun to watch. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but speaking of speaking of train wrecks, somebody's face looks like a train wreck. Ooh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. 
Wait, what? His face looks like a train wreck. He's ugly. Well, that's mean. <laughs> okay, but why are you saying this? That's what people say about it. That's his thing. But he's got a, a heart of gold, Michael. But he's, the bells of Notre Dame. But he's physically unattractive, oh. according to the world. <laughs> and he wanted to bang the hottest gypsy ever. Isabella is so fine. Now, the reason I bring that up is because Disney's bringing all their properties to live action. Well, guess what's the next next one that got announced? Hunchback of Notre Dame, played by Josh Gad. Who? Josh Gad. Uh, what's his face from Frozen? Uh, the Snowman. The voice of the Snowman. What does he look like? I don't remember. Uh, he was also in talks to play the Penguin. I don't remember who that is. I will Google him. Josh Gad. Like fire, hellfire, this burning in my skin, this burning desire is leading Josh me Gad. to sin. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know him. Fuck, what else? Why did I see him in before? Oh, 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 oh. Duh. He was in fucking, uh... So, oh, he's going to be in all the movies, apparently. Oh, wait, he's Gaston. He was Gas- no, Gaston's he's not Gaston. Friend. He's LeFou. Yeah, his gay friend. That's yeah. what, I was like, what's that face? He's good. I like him as an actor. Okay. I can see that. Is it musical? I mean, Hunchback of Notre Dame, I'm assuming so. I've never seen the original cartoon. Wait, the original cartoon? Like the Disney. Oh, the Disney version? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you don't know what I was singing just now. Those are all songs from the Disney cartoon. <laughs> so I'm assuming they're going to probably, because, I mean, for the most part. Well, they- the original wasn't a musical. Like, I remember seeing a live-action version on TV, like, years, 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 years ago. And it was, like, dark. Like, he ended up dying. I think the original story is he ends up dying at the end. That's what happened in the live-action version. Just fucked up. Because, like, the whole movie's about, like, oh, it's this kind-hearted, ugly man. And he's just trying, he's falling in love with this beautiful gypsy. And in the Disney version, like, it's a thing where she kind of lets him down softly, but in the other version, she like just completely was like, nah, you're ugly, son. I'm going to get with the fucking, the hot knight over here. It's like, oh, that's depressing. <laughs> but yeah, it's coming. Okay. The next project. Yeah, oh my God. Isabella's one of the, she's, she's one of, if I were to trace back the timeline of what awakened oh, my boy, sexuality. Jo- Jordan jerked off to Isabella. Yeah. <laughs> what he's saying. If I were to trace back my timeline of things that awakened my sexuality as a child, Isabella is on that list. The way she would do her belly dance shit in the movie. And the way Lord Frollo, the villain in that movie, like, totally you jerked, you jerked off to him, too? Hell no! <laughs> but he was like a pervert. Like he, he was like a priest that was like willing to break his vows because Isabella was so hot. That song I was just singing, that's him basically singing about how his dick is hard because Isabella is like tempting him, even though she doesn't want him at all. But just her existing tempts him to like want to break his vows. This burning in my skin. He's like sniffing like her sash and shit. Like, oh, oh, this burning desire is leading me to sin. Moving on. (laughs) It's not my fault. I'm not to blame. (laughs) All right. Well, two people that lead me to sin with burning desire. What the fuck? God damn. Somebody just suplexed somebody upstairs. Like, all right, guys, it's our 8 o'clock wrestling match. This happens more often than you think. <laughs> okay. Is this why you don't sleep ever? Because there's, like, it's wrestling matches upstairs? They're fucking loud. Okay. Like, you hear them talking. I just heard them, like, doing the rock bottom. Like, <laughs> But, yeah, but anyway, what I was 
trying to say with my nice segue before I got interrupted by the people upstairs. But <laughs> the people's elbow. <laughs> two people that are waking my sexual desire currently, Tom Holland and Chris Evans. Okay. They're teaming up again, Spider-Man and Captain America, to do a Netflix movie All right. called The Devil All the Time. The Devil All... Not The Devil Some of the Time. No, but All the Time. All the Time. Got you. All right. Because you're that dick all the time. Whoa. <laughs> But basically, it's yeah. Uh, you roll your eyes every time I mention like a female anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you whatever, Jordan. Too straight. It's too, too straight. straight. <laughs> Pause for a second. What are you gonna do? Oh my god, he just he just banged on the ceiling. Like, shut the fuck up. Oh my god, we're gonna have to get into a fucking street fight. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, the uh, the devil all the time. It's uh, a midwestern gothic. Involving a serial killer couple, a faith-testing preacher, and a corrupt local sheriff and a story told across two decades. So that sounds pretty interesting. I'm a fan of Chris Evans and I'm a fan of Tom Holland, so I'm going to watch it. And a gothic. What is, I don't know what that means. That means it's like supernatural? Or it just means they're going to be wearing black eyeshadow and... I don't know. Or they're talking about the gothic architecture, like it's gothic styled. Like uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That'd be either way. I'm still check it out. But considering that it's going to be on Netflix, some people might not be able to check it out because Netflix is raising its prices, Jordan. Oh yeah, I heard about that. So if you have the ten ninety nine plan, you're not gonna be paying twelve ninety nine a month. If you have the $7.99 plan, you're going to be playing $8.99 a month. And if you have the $13.99 plan, you're going to be paying $15.99 a month. So everything is going up, but not our paychecks. Sad, sad, sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're moving into that streaming world. And suppose they're saying, not, suppo- not, not supposedly, but they're saying... Because, I mean, Netflix have increased their prices before, but they're saying this is the highest increase ever. And it's because they're spending all this fucking money on original. Spending, what would they say? They're going to spend like something, something million dollars for original content, yet they canceled Sense8 because they were like, it's too expensive. So I'm like, that was an original content, though. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> get over it. Since it's over, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna get over it. Every time I see new stories of what, how much you money, ne- Sense Eight. <laughs> yeah, how much money Netflix is spending, I'm gonna keep bringing up Sense Eight. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. More, more Tom Holland news. Okay. Because we're in love. <laughs> Clearly. But uh, we talked about the uh, Uncharted movie that he's in. Mm, yeah. Well, they finally found a director. Okay. And it's going to be the same director as 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, Dan Trachtenberg. So, I mean, that gets me more interested in the movie because I like 10 Cloverfield Lane. But at the same time, I'm still not a fan of young Nathan Drake. Yeah, I don't like that either. Like, if that's like a flashback, fine. But no, this is going to be the whole movie. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Who decided, like, let's make a kid Uncharted. What? Did you play the games? Because they, play, they played part three, and that's what happens in part three, but it's like, that was a flashback. Yeah, that was just a flashback. Yeah, that was... To inform the character's life in the present. Exactly. <laughs> Not a whole movie about that. 
But I mean, we'll see what they do. They might turn me around when the, once the first trailer drops. Okay, yeah, I'm willing to give it a chance. But you know what hasn't turned me around? That I'm not giving a chance because I'm like, it's fucking stupid. Little? <laughs> I will slap you with my <laughs> fucking dick. I had to bring it back. <laughs> what? But it is black. <laughs> okay, what is it? So the Critics' Choice Awards uh, just recently passed. Yeah. And a lot of things were winning awards, like, you know, especially Marvel movies. Okay. Avengers, Black Panther, uh, and other movies like Mary Poppins and Mission Impossible and Ready Player One. Well, you know one of the awards that Black Panther won an award for over Infinity War? What? Best visual effects wait <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> like my brain shut down like, does not compute does not compute wait so there's a category called visual effects visual and effects infinity war and nominated in visual effects were both infinity war and black panther and other Black Panther. Con- other contenders were First Man, Mary Poppins, Mission Impossible, Fallout, and Ready Player One. Ready Player One? And you know who won? Black Best Panther. Best visual effects. Black Panther. I already said. Black Panther. But that doesn't make any sense. It had PS2 graphics. Exactly. Is it a thing where it didn't win anything else? Oh, no. It won other stuff. Oh, okay. Then I don't even like, understand. <laughs> Best production. Which the other ones I get. Like best costume design, best production design. Okay, I get those. But best I agree. Visual effects. But yeah, this. I didn't even hear people talking about this. Cause it's Critics Choice Awards. It's not like the one of the big awards, like Oscars or the SAG Awards. Yeah, but you would think but, the internet would mock this. <laughs> well, no. If you're in the industry, Critics Choice Awards is a pr- is pretty fucking big. But to the average Joe, like nobody, nobody gives a fuck. People about hate this. critics. Like, the, the consensus online a lot of times is like, fuck the critics. So you would think, this is almost a meme in itself, best visual effects, PS2 graphics, and then you have Thanos. Like, what? It'd be one thing if maybe uh, in like, Infinity War wasn't in the running, but if it's, like, nominated to and lost to Black Panther, like, this is a bigger upset than Suicide Squad winning the Oscar for fucking <laughs> best fucking costume costumes or makeup Star or Trek. Yeah. Best makeup, I think it was. Yeah. Like, what? Oscar winning So I thought maybe squad. Black Panther only won that award. Because it's like, okay, maybe this is like them throwing it a bone. Because like, all right, it's not winning anything else. So let's, let's give it this. Nope. Like I said, it won production design and costume design. All right, critics. You're making it really hard to defend your choices sometimes. Because that shit doesn't make any sense. All right. What? Visual effects. What was the visual... You got Infinity War! <laughs> Donald's as by himself is a better effect than anything in Black Panther. The fight with Doctor Strange and Thanos. Yes! Looked better than that. In the that, PS2 game. <laughs> than that fucking rhinos at the end. The, oh, I mean, that like, was so cringy, I'll, really. I'll, I'll give it up to like Black Panther and the set. Like Wakanda looked fuck. Oh, excuse me. Those are visual effects. Wakanda looked fucking great. But those are just like Passover shots. Yeah. Those aren't like, you know. You're just seeing the the landscape. It's not the same thing as like, you know, characters moving and 
interacting. Like, the fact that you could, you could literally forget that Thanos was a giant CGI character for, like, most of that movie. Like, there was never a point where I was like, oh, Thanos is fake as fuck. Oh, they did do it. <laughs> they posted that picture. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like Thanos is all CG. But you forget that mm-hmm. because it's so good. Yep. But yet somehow... By T'Challa and T'Challa and uh, Killmonger, Killmonger falling down the pit, fighting oh, each other. Oh, nothing about that look good. <laughs> looking like, looking like uh, Venom and Spider Man and Spider Man Three. Yeah, T'Challa's floaty head when he's walking up like the fucking hill, like, oh, I did not die. <laughs> the challenge is still on. Like, you can clearly see his head like floating in his CG suit. Oh god. Best visual effects. Okay. <laughs> I mean, hooray! Go, go, Black Panther. <laughs> well, that ra- that definitely raised an eyebrow. But you know what else raises an eyebrow? As Jordan's on his phone again and didn't hear what I said. What raises an eyebrow? So I'm, I'm dealing with a crazy, weird crisis of information right now. So Samuel L. Jackson, J- Jackson, who the fuck is that? Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson did an interview on the set of Captain Marvel, and. He was talking about Carol Danvers' powers. You know what Carol Danvers' powers are, Jordan? No. Oh, like Carol Danvers' powers? Yeah. Yeah. Photon beams and flight and super strength. And? There's more than that? Exactly. So Samuel L. Jackson said this of her powers. Okay. She's pretty much the strongest character in terms of someone with powers are able to do... Wait. In terms of someone with powers are able to do things in the Marvel Universe... So for Carol Danvers to be that person and for Bree to become that person, it's going to be a dynamic, a dynamite thing. I mean, the Avengers are up against some really, really tough odds right now. We saw throughout, we saw throughout Infinity War. So we know that we need something that's as powerful as Thanos. And at some point, we'll find out how powerful she is and all the things she's capable of. And this is the this is the quote. She's one of the few people in the Marvel universe that can time travel. So dot dot dot. What? Exactly. How? Exactly. Does she open a photon portal to the past, or does so, she fly around the moon to me, <laughs> or the Earth? When I'm like, when I read this, I was like, so they're about the Kitty Pride Captain Marvel. Is that why they're gonna explain the whole? She's the strongest in the MCU. Because she's a time traveler? That's weird. That's not her powers, though. Yeah, and I don't... I don't like I mean, that. I gotta see how they would actually play that out. But, like, how? I gotta know how. What did she do? She just tear a hole in time-space continuum and just jump through it? Like, what did she do? She time travels. <laughs> yeah, but, like, what? How? <laughs> she runs. Run, Carol. Run, run Carol. Run, run, Carol. Run. Okay. <laughs> the Flash of the MCU. Got it. But I'm like, I guess maybe is that the big secret that they're trying to hide and why they're not like showing much from the trailers? Because she timed. I hope they don't. Like I said, I hope they don't kitty pride her from Days of Future Past. They just give her a random fucking power that she doesn't have in the comics. I don't know. uh, I don't know. What do you think? I'm hoping it's like a red herring. Like if she does time travel, I'm hoping it's not of her own volition. Like, it's something else that happens. Like, if that's just her power set, that's fucking weird. 
we have a time stone for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have something established as, like, a a a source of power to do that. Like, if she can just do it just because, that's... I don't know, I feel like it cheapens the, the, the time stone. Right? But Doctor Strange is the only one that could use the time stone. Good! <laughs> he's His whole thing in the MCU is he's the protector of the stone. Like, But... According to a uh, executive producer on Captain Marvel, he may contradict what Samuel L. Jackson said, or he might be trying to, because I'm like, what Samuel L. Jackson said, it might be a little spoilery, but he basically comes out and says, this movie will show the full gamut of her powers, and so she, her powers are flight, super strength, and photon blast. He doesn't mention anything about time travel, so... Does that mean Samuel L. Jackson was wrong? Does that mean he's just not mentioning the time travel because he's trying to hide it for the movie? I don't know. We're getting two conflicting stories. Hmm. Interesting. So now at this point, I'm just like, I guess we shall just have to wait and see. But now just keep in mind that she may be time traveling. But now, final story of the night. And this is something I'm pretty excited about. It's just a rumor, but it could be true. But just the fact that it's in the ether makes me want to do a wiggle, wiggle, wiggle of my jiggly, jiggly booty. What? <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. It's like, you know you know how you make jello and you just see it jiggle? Yeah. That's what I want to do with my booty. With this, <laughs> with, with this story. Uh, you okay. vomit, but you're the one that closed the door. <laughs> When it was just me and nothing but basketball shorts and no shirt. <laughs> and you came in a room and just closed the door. Yeah, man, I couldn't help it, man. That sex scene was playing. I was like, all right, let's get let's get down to it. Yeah, Let me Michael, taste that rainbow. Yeah, Michael, let's do a circle jerk. <laughs> oh, my God. How's this circle? It's only two of us. <laughs> or, or, a straight line uh, jerk. <laughs> well, no, we could make a... We could, like, put our feet together and make a triangle. <laughs> what? A triangle jerk. Oh my god, it's weird. <laughs> but put yeah. your dick away, Michael. <laughs> then how are we supposed to do it? <laughs> anyway, so according to uh we covered this, they're basically saying that after Avengers Endgame, they're going obviously they're still gonna continue to make Avengers movies. But the twist of that is uh, they're going to do new Avengers. But instead of doing the new Avengers from the comics that we know of Captain America, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Spider-Woman, uh, who else was in it? Who else was in new Avengers? You're asking me, comic book guy? I don't know. Captain, Captain America, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Wolverine. Fuck. And I'm looking right at my new Avengers comic right up there, but they're not on the cover. I'm just trying to look at the, the thing and see if I remember. I don't remember. But anyway, <laughs> but instead of doing them, now it's they're going to call the movie New Avengers, but it's going to be the Young Avengers. Wait, what? Wait, wait, is this official? This is uh, it's more it's it's a rumor, but I so said, who are the young, who I said the, the fact that it's in. I said just the fact that it's in the ether gets me excited. So it's gonna be all the younger characters of the MCU. So Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, Stature, Hawkling. Oh, this idea! 
Yes. So is this going to take place in the Endgame universe? Where it's like a Flash post, forward, maybe? Post-Endgame. Yeah. But, the, but this has to be like an altered timeline or something. Which I like. I, I, if they do that, I, mean, I would really like that. I mean, that's just theory of what, what's going to happen with Endgame anyway. It's going to be an altered... Because then you can literally have diverging like continuities in the MCU. Well, the theory is the... They the, use secret well, no, but the theory the theory that I've heard is the the whatever once they go back and fix whatever Thanos does, like that timeline is gone. Oh, like whatever that future timeline was, if what it was a future timeline. Yeah, it's, it doesn't exist anymore. Then it's not like a Dragon Ball Z thing where Chunks comes back to the past, but he creates a divergent timeline, but he still goes back to his future that doesn't have any effect on the future that, the past that he created. Okay, then I don't know how this would exist. Right, because stature, just just by virtue of stature, that's that's Ant Man's daughter, right? Yeah, but if they create a new timeline, she's an adult. Wait, but I thought you said that they wouldn't have alternate timelines. Wait, what? what? <laughs> you said there's no alternate timelines, right? After Endgame, that's you just said that they would erase. I, that, no, yeah, I was saying whatever timeline they end up creating by the end. Yeah, but for stature to exist. There would have to be it have to be a future timeline, if, unless it's not Ant Man's daughter. No, it's gonna be Ant Man's daughter. Okay, then. How but yeah, it might be a future. Unless it's a little kid statue. Because <laughs> I'm just I'm like well we don't necessarily know how Endgame's gonna end, but no, it won't be in the future because Tom Holland's still the same age. Yeah. So I don't know. All I know <laughs> is they're saying the movie's gonna be called New Avengers. And it's gonna be the Young Avengers instead of the new actual New Avengers from the comics. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped for that. That sounds cool. And it's gonna the team is gonna the team is gonna be Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, Hulkling, Iron Lad. Which I'm like, how are they gonna do that? Uh, Patriot. Which See, I'm that's like, what I'm saying. Iron Lad. And I'm like, how are they gonna do that? Patriot, because they haven't, because you know, Patriot was about you know the they did experiments on black people with the super soldier serum before yeah. they gave it to Captain America. Yeah. I'm like, they haven't really. I mean, I guess they could introduce that. But if it's a future timeline, you can do so many things. It could be Sam Wilson's son. I mean, you know, I mean, there's so many things you could do. Maybe. Same thing with Iron Lad. It could be that kid from the Iron Man uh, 3. It could be. Like, I don't know. It's it's hard to say what it's going to be. So, yeah, Patriot, Wiccan, Stature, and this was the interesting one because I was like, and Speed, you know, his twin brother. No, Vision, not Paul Bettany, a new Vision. Oh, this is adds more and more credence to this being like a future timeline thing. It says the only casting confirmed so far is Emma Furman's playing stature. And who is that? Emma Furman? I don't know who she is, but she's playing Cassie Lang. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean I, And she's being introduced and yeah, I remember that. She's being introduced in Endgame. This sounds awesome. I'm hoping it is like a future alternate timeline from Endgame. Cause I feel like that'd be really cool, like a really cool concept to have like two different timelines simultaneously happening in the MCU, and then you could have cool crossovers. But in the then future. at the same time, I'm like, would that be confusing for people? No, I think if you if you establish it in the trailer and in the in the movie itself that this is taking place in the dark timeline of uh, post Infinity War, and, and also if you set it up somewhat. An in game because wasn't that gonna be a thing? Like Cassie Lang's statue is supposed to be in that. Yeah, she is. She is in. Yeah, so maybe this—that's like the setup for it. And whenever they change the past or whatever, the new Avengers movie takes place with that established team in that timeline. 
So you kind of already get acquainted with it. So audiences would know what's going on. I don't know. All I know is <laughs> give it to me. Give it. I've been calling for a young. Give it to me now. I've been calling for Young Avengers for the longest time. Wow. Give me, give me Hawkland and Wiccan. Give me gay superheroes. DC, give me Midnighter and Apollo. I got the toys right there. Instead of Lee Daniels doing fucking super bitch, which I'm like, I'm not a fan. Super bitch? Yes. Huh? Lee Daniels announced he's going to be, he said not like right now, right now, but he's, he announced that he's going to be doing a, uh, get, he's like, anybody that's known me for the last 10 years, I've been talking about doing a gay superhero movie. Now I'm finally doing one. It's a movie movie? Movie movie. Called it's super be, bitch. It's gonna be called super bitch, and I'm like, first of all, I call it super. Yeah, bitch. why call it super? Can you bitch? even do that in a movie? Can you can you use the word bitch in a movie like a title? I don't see why not. I don't Have see why not. S- really? That's a curse. I mean, if you take out the I and like super, oh, <laughs> the asterisk or something, yeah. maybe. But it's a. Uh, remember that video I showed you of the gay guy with the heels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the flips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna do the movie with him. And he's the super bitch? Yeah, because that's what he calls himself. Is he an actor? No. That's not good. <laughs> that's dangerous. But based on, I don't know if he, because it's still a movie. It's still a movie industry. It's probably not gonna, he's probably not gonna be starring in it. But since it's his idea, he's, he's gonna be in it more than likely. Hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, there are other gay superheroes I wanna see. <laughs> Why call it super bitch though? That too. I'm like, yeah, it's shocking as a title, but like, I feel like your first gay superhero, you don't want to call something derogatory, right? I mean, and not even just that, but like, fully leaning in. But then I feel bad. Then I feel weird saying it because there are people that are like the stereotype, so they need rep- They need to be. Oh, represent- you're saying leaning yeah, into I was the gay saying, They need to be represented too, but at the same time, I feel like they're overrepresented. Every time you see, more times than not, every time you see a gay person on screen, they're always like, "Hey, girl." Uh, that type. Yeah. I know I feel you. That's what Super Drags was. Ugh. You right? Yeah, heartburn. From what? I don't know. <laughs> but that's what Super Drag was. From being was. up for now 24 hours oh, officially. Yeah. Yeah, let's get out of here. I feel bad. You're like you're I I see you crashing as we continue <laughs> the podcast. But yeah, I mean, but this is exciting. I don't talk about young young Avengers. <laughs> and Super Bitch. <laughs> yes, is have, Super Bitch going to be part of Young Avengers? <laughs> I have my Young Avengers toys right here. There's there's Patri- there's Patriot, there's Wiccan, there's Hulkling, there's Vision. I don't have a Kate Bishop. I do have Kate Bishop, actually. She's downstairs in the basement because I have no fucking room in this, in this small-ass room to put more toys. I have a bunch more toys in the basement. I like the Patriot's mask. I prefer... I don't like I don't like that version of Patriot. I prefer the uh, the updated suit. What's the updated suit? Yeah, let me show you. That's That's the one I know. The white pants, blue top, blue it's, mask. It's just like a red. Uh, it's just like a red fold over mask. Oh, okay. Cause it's it's kind of like Spider Man esque. Oh, see that I don't like that little fucking domino mask thing. I say like, don't even wear the mask at that point. <laughs> just just wear your face out, bro. And I, and I also feel like in some ways covering up your face. That's what. But yeah. But I I, don't, I feel like this. I want to. I want to see you. Well, no, no, so I was going to say, I feel like on some level, covering up your face defeats the purpose of a black Captain America. Yeah, character. that's what I was saying. Like, I want to see. It's like almost like you're hiding, you know? Like, I don't think it's... Captain America doesn't really hide his face, like, you know, in certain really? costumes. He doesn't hide his face pretty pretty much at all. Yeah. Like, I guess he has, he has the he, cowl. Yeah, he has the cowl, but for he the most part, he usually doesn't... Yeah, he usually doesn't wear it. Yeah. 
I, I think his best suits are the ones that show his face. So yeah, I think it's more empowering to have if you're gonna ha- if you're gonna be black and have the shield, the American shield, it's better to show your face. Weird preferences for characters, but that's just my thing for Patriot. <laughs> um, I think it'd be really cool to have it be Sam Wilson's son in the MCU. Because then you kind of get to have your, if you're never going to make Sam Wilson the actual Captain America character, you can put that on his son. And you could still have the Sam Give Wilson Captain super, America. Super Soldier Serum? Uh, yeah, but I also mean the, the way Sam Wilson has like wings. Mm-hmm. You can combine them. You can have that, you can have Patriot be the version of Sam Wilson Cap if you don't want to go that way in the movies. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't see them ever. I want them to, but I don't ever see them making Sam Wilson the Captain America. I can see them. I can sooner see them making Bucky that character, even though I think. It's I mean, different. we'll see because we are we are getting a Bucky Captain America uh, Disney play. You mean Sam Wilson Captain America? I mean Sam Wilson Bucky. What did I say? Captain America Bucky. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I guess it depends on how they handle that. And then you could I could totally see Sam Wilson just being his comic yeah. relief, though. Then you could slowly introduce uh, Wiccan, and they're probably not even going to do Speed, but I hope so. Wiccan and Speed and the, the Vision, Scarlet Witch. Wait, who's Speed? Quicksilver? His uh, twin brother. Quicksilver's twin brother? Quicksil- no, uh, Wiccan's twin brother. Oh. Is he related to Quicksilver? Yes, because Quicksilver is Wanda's brother. So by default, that's their uncle. Yes, okay. Oh, that's right. I was like, who are they related to? Scarlet Witch. Yeah, so he has the same he has the same powers as Quicksilver. That's so weird. Why not magnetism? Like what's <laughs> Though why? I guess in the comics, I'm like, why doesn't she have magnetism? Well, in the comics, they've also revealed that they're not actually his daughter and son. Well, yeah, because she made she she fucking is no 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 no. I mean, fucking over, oh oh, they're not related anymore. That's because it's a Disney Fox thing. But I'm pretty yeah. sure once the merger goes through, they're gonna figure out some way to retcon. <laughs> By the way, we actually were. <laughs> yeah, we they're gonna figure out related. some way to retcon them back to be related. <laughs> At that point, if I was like the actual Scarlet Witch character, I'd be like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, you know what? I don't care for my dad or not. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. Go to Polaris, your favorite daughter. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited. I want to see it. Give me, 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 give me gravy tonight. What? On that note, I guess that's the episode. Gay liberation. What? But not super bitch. You don't want that. Girl, that's not liberation. That's not liberation. That's subjugation. It is. So next week, talking about subjugation, we're gonna talk about. I'm saying again. I really want a Midnighter and Apollo. DC keeps talking about doing different stuff. What would be different, and what would give you more points than doing a rated R gay superhero couple? In the vein, you get your Deadpool, you get your Deadpool points for going doing rated R superhero movie. You get your diversity points by being the first one out the gate. They have to to make three Harley Quinn movies. And that is the thing that's talking about. I saw a thing like that. that I, I'm like, I'm not bringing this up because it's a rumor that I don't like. But yeah, they're talking about making three three trilog- Harley Quinn trilogies. Three trilogies? Yes. You need nine Harley oh, no, Quinn no, movies? No, 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 I don't, no, I said that wrong. Three a, th- a trilogy of Harley. Oh, a trilogy Quinn. of Harley Quinn. Yeah, still stupid. <laughs> but this is not nine movies. No, not nine. <laughs> Jesus. But on the subject of subjugation, next week we have Reign of Superman. Um. Uh, Hopefully you'll see Dragon Ball Super Broly so we can talk about some more. Maybe, maybe, maybe. you don't, though. And CW stuff is back. So we got that and Injustice uh, and maybe even Punisher. So we got a lot of shit to talk uh, about. See fucking W. <laughs> <laughs> was The Flash good this week? Never mind. The parts you that... Pa- you took too long. <laughs> <laughs> the villain of the week was kind of eh. 
But the parts that have to do with Nora and Reverse Flash is kind of interesting. Hasn't that been a theme for most of the Flash? Yeah, the Nora parts were good, but the rest of the villain of the week. Yeah, yeah, it has been. <laughs> I mean, I'm giving it one more season. This is my last. This might be my last Flash season. A lot of people have quit that show. Like almost every podcast I listen to that used to like talk about the Flash and stuff stopped. They all stopped. We're the only. We're the last we're ones. The last ones holding on. <laughs> We're not even the Flash podcast. That's Eunice. Where the fuck is he at? <laughs> he doesn't, yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't have a podcast. I think he's starting one, though. So maybe maybe we can let go of the Flash and let him t- take it yeah, over. Take it over, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You're young. You've got energy. You can do this. Uh, but on that note, let's get out of here. You're tired. I don't want to keep you up. It's been 24 hours. You're dying over here. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to let you get let your nap in, buddy. Nap? I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm you not fall gonna wake up till tomorrow to a deep slumber, buddy. <laughs> but on that note, that's been Blurgeon for the week. My father's gonna be like, "Hey, it's my birthday. I don't care. I'm going to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> it's my like the grandmaster. It's my birthday. Yeah. It's my birthday. <laughs> Shut up, Dad. I'm going to bed. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's been this week's episode of Blurry Vision. I've been your host Jordan with Black Gay Comic Geek Michael, and we will see you next week. Peace. Follow us on Patreon. Oh, not not follow us. What? But- <laughs> Yeah, join, follow, our, join Patreon. our Patreon. <laughs> follow us on our Instagram accounts and social media. Yeah, and he's blurred. He's the blurred vision. I'm Black Gay Comic Geek. Black Gay Comic Geek. Give us some love on our Insta freak. I don't know. I was trying to. <laughs> run. I was trying to rhyme. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you later, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Of my virtue I am justly proud. Beata Maria, you know I'm so much purer than the common vulgar weak licentious crowd. Then tell me, Maria, why I see her dancing there, why her smoldering eyes still scorch my soul. I feel her, I see her, the sun caught in her raven hair is blazing in me out of all control. Like fire, hell fire, this fire in my skin, this burning desire is turning. It's not my fault. I'm not to blame. It is the gypsy girl, the witch, who set this flame. It's not my fault. If in God's plan, he made the devil so much stronger than a man. Protect me, Maria. Don't let the siren cast her spell. Don't let her fire sear my flesh and bone. Destroy Esmeralda and let her taste the fires of hell, or else let her be mine and mine Bucks, I could be on the show, right? No. <laughs> That's what you told me. I mean, yeah, on the Patreon, yeah. Yeah, but no. Yeah. Said no. <laughs> I just came from seeing Glass. I can't get interviewed.
and give my opinion. Oh, you saw? What'd you think? It was fucking ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes you feel better because I'm gonna say the same fucking thing. Fucking ass to the motherfucker, yo. The ending. Yo, the whole fucking movie was stupid as fuck. <laughs> and I saw him on Unbreakable. I saw the first one. Yeah. What the fuck? Did they you see Split? Fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah, man. They fucking drowned him in a fucking pool. In a pothole in a fucking parking lot? Yeah, it Are was you a serious. Makes it bad as with a puddle. It wasn't even. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. This is how Bruce Willis dies. Yeah. Yo, that shit was fucking ass. See, this 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 emboldens me <laughs> because M- now I know. M M what the fuck whatever his name is the director M Shyamalan. He's the worst fucking director ever. They give him a fucking superhero movie. Stick to the fucking Blair Witch Project, whatever the fuck he does. I don't know what the fuck he does. What, what movies do he produce? Is that he produced that, right? Nah, no. Six Sense. He did oh, a Six Sense. Yeah, but then he also did like Lady in the Water and Signs and The Happening. That, that was that. I never watched The Happening. That was when they people was just killing themselves, right? Yeah. But Six Sense is probably his best work. I, I don't. I, I don't know his work, but... No, Unbreakable was his best work. Oh, he did. I actually did do the first one. Yeah, yeah. he did Unbreakable. It was... Did y'all see it? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> so. it, was, it was just so... It, it it dragged. At one point, it was just dragging. And then I'm just sitting there like... I, I literally just came from watching it. <laughs> so did I. Just, me and Teresa just watched it. So I'm, fuck, I'm fucking sitting there, and, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is he is is he a superhero? Are they trying to talk him out of being a superhero? Then it's, then I see this Shamrock thing. Okay, it's a secret society of Shamrock people with Shamrock tattoos who kill people who think they're superheroes. Is this what you come up with? Is Hollywood? Is this what you fun? <laughs> you 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 fucking you fucking um what you call it? Support this movie like when you give money to it. This is a fucking scripts you fun. This bullshit that was yo. They're literally robbing people with that shit. The fucking trailers that they put for that. I don't know. They 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 show the most interesting part. The motherfucker coming across the grass. Like a beast, yeah. See, this is that's good. It. This is the example I'm gonna use in the podcast. <laughs> yo, it was a horrible fucking movie. And if I would have went yesterday, tomorrow rather. I'd have really been mad because it's going to be fucking cold. So I'm glad we went today to watch this shit because that shit was fucking hard. <laughs> I'm putting this at the end of the podcast. <laughs>